0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
3: Hello and welcome into a
0: Wednesday edition of
3: Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are online, PR927FM. You can watch the show on Facebook Live and soon on YouTube as well. Check us out there. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and watch this program, The Brian Bailey Show. All of our post-practice videos are there in their entirety as well. You can check it out on YouTube. we got a big show on tap for today coming up later on in our number one. We'll talk some baseball, golf, and whatever else is on his mind with Mike Mullis, Mully, will join us later on on the program. Jeff Charles, The Voice, joins us at 4 o'clock. We'll get his thoughts on Pirate football as we continue to count down the days until kickoff ECU Appalachian State, 22 days away now. That is a low number. We'll talk some football with The Voice at 4 o'clock. We'll talk high school football with Todd Leip, head football coach at Aiden Grifton, coming up at around 4.30. And at 5 o'clock, former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us. We'll... Hear what Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say following practice earlier this week. We'll talk uh, ECU offense and more with Bryce Williams in the five o'clock hour. But we kick off today's show with Troy D alongside Troy. How you doing? Starting to feel a lot like
4: football. Yikes. Yeah, you
3: like that? I do. I love it.
4: You're a song guy. I am. That's it. Could be a new parody song for you. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I'll do a, a duet with you. How about you go solo? <laughs> All, All right, right, we'll see. I want to hear you on a solo. Uh, I did. Speaking of football, I caught the tail end of Hard Knocks last night, man. Which I, so I watched the last. I had a DVR because I forgot it was on, and I saw a friend tweet about it. So I was like, "Oh man, I need to go check that out." It's a tough. So I, watch. I got to watch the first thirty minutes. Was not impressed with the last thirty minutes of the ep- premiere episode.
3: It's just an hour of Cowboys propaganda, but I sit yeah, through I, it because it's football. I know. I, I, I hope it gets better. It's still going to be all Cowboys. Yeah. I don't see how it gets better, but it's football, yeah. kind of. So Anyway.
4: Anyway. Troy but, D., what's going on? Hey, what's man. the news? Big news. So, yesterday, we were on—24 hours ago, we said we had big news. Now, the the cat is out of the bag. I'm glad because we can finally talk about it. Uh, we have ventured into new territory here with Pirate Radio. As you know, now, we've been in—we're going into our 19th season uh, just with Pirate Radio. I've been in this business now. I hate to admit how long, going on uh, three decades now. And this is the most excited I've been going into a football season because of the ability to do this. And we've never had this ability until about a month ago. And if you remember the news in July, the NCAA changed the rules with the players. And all of a sudden now players could do things that they weren't able to do before. And they could um, benefit from their name image likeness, which is known as NIL deals and uh, that is now open season as far as players across the country and we said you know what let's do this with some players let's have some uh great partnerships it'll be good for them it would be good for our listeners and viewers and we started talking to Holt Nailers about it and we said hey man we'd like to do a deal with you and we had an idea that we could have a uh, exclusive you know type of long-form interview you know they're still going to have their regular media obligations with the university after games after practices and stuff but uh, as you know in the past clip interviewing the players sometimes was difficult you know you'd have to go through the ecu folks and schedule it with you know you'd have to go through a third party to try and get them to come on and access was very limited i think it's fair to say well now through nil deals in this case we're dealing directly with the players and we've uh, ex- announced today not only have we done an agreement with holton aylers who is now uh, part of our pirate radio family uh, we have also announced that we are doing uh, a partnership with dj ford who is going to be uh, I, I really think a uh, tremendous safety for the pirates this year you're going to be hearing a lot about him cj johnson wide receiver well known Raja Harris running back Tyler Sneed wide receiver Bruce Bivens inside linebacker and Xavier Smith inside linebacker So all these seven guys as we go into the season Or are we calling pirate radio athletes? So they're part of our team and we are going to be dedicating Monday to them and On this program from three to six we're gonna hear from these guys in their own words in, in long form uh, extended interviews Exclusively on pirate radio every single Monday. So we're really fired up about it. It'll start this coming up Monday <coughs> and uh, we'll do it all through the whole season. We'll have
3: the Magnificent Seven on board.
4: I I was going to call them the uh, Super Seven, but I didn't really want to limit it to seven because we always have an option to potentially add people, but we are starting with this seven. That is
5: one hell of a recruiting class.
4: Thank you. I I did appreciate your kind words Chandler I, I think you were the one earlier on saying if you thought about working for ECU football as a recruiting coordinator so. are we
3: now, gonna do a Scotty Montgomery style behind the scenes he's in video? the boat I don't
4: I don't know if we want to tie it to Scotty Montgomery. we can go ahead and say that <laughs> we've
3: already done it without we, the cameras rolling yeah,
4: 74 times so we let me just say I as I said I've been in this business a long time I'm excited to be working with these guys directly because we've never had access like this before. We've always had access to the coaches, and we can talk to the players, but to be able to get to know these guys on a personal level, it's not just about football, too, Clip, and you're going to be doing a lot of these interviews also, Clip. To be able to talk to these guys and get to know them as people is kind of what I'm really kind of fired up about in addition to the insight that they can provide from games and practices that we don't see as media guys. You know, that coaches will... Potentially tell you. So they're the ones playing. They look at it from a completely different perspective. And we're going to give them a form and a platform to be able to talk and speak to the part Nation on a weekly basis in a very laid back, relaxed atmosphere. Unlike the usual stuff that I call I call the press conference formats like a doctor's office. It's very sterile you know it's not comfortable it's also rushed question answer question answer it is rushed where this is kind of more like a cool players lounge you can relax a little bit you can have a better conversation just like when we have coach houston in here for an hour versus trying to talk to him at a podium with you know 10 other media guys it's a different interview so those are the type of interviews we're going to have each and every week once again we're dedicating monday three to six to the players it'll be the player show on monday and i think it's going to be awesome. i am really excited to be partnered with these guys and to have them be a part of our pirate radio family. It's an honor to have them be included with what we're doing. And uh, honestly, i think they are as excited about it as we are. So th- this is new ground as i said. No one locally has really promoted yet that they're doing these type of things. I think we're th- now i know Holt might have a few other, you know, potential deals that he's working on but this is something we wanted to go ahead and announce and talk about today as i said we're going to start we're going to kick it off monday with these guys and uh we're, we're really fired up about it i mean i think it is going to be great programming it's going to be great exposure for these guys and it's going to be fun
3: yeah and it uh like you said they're fired up just like we are it was great to have them come by and uh and do some things here the last week or so today. yeah and uh they're excited about it. Now, it's it's win or lose. They're going to be here.
4: Yeah. So, we'll talk about the right.
3: great times. If things don't go well, we'll have
4: to ask them about that, too. The one thing we looked at is, hey, look, we wanted guys that were going to be factors, playmakers that that are relevant to what's going on. We wanted guys that had fun personalities and that wanted to be out there and weren't afraid to communicate. And uh, most of these guys, a lot of them are communications majors already. Xavier so, Smith might have his own show oh, by man, the time the season's over. And E.J.
3: <laughs> Ford... Uh, could have his own show. These guys Every are one characters. of them yeah.
4: have great personalities. And they could – I've already – we mentioned it before. Separate from football, these guys have a bright future, potentially in communications. Yeah. I mean, and they're fun. And then, you know, Bruce Bivens comes in, but he's strictly business, man. You better not – don't get on the wrong side of Bruce Bivens. No. He's got <laughs> you know, his game face he, on 24-7. Oh, it's incredible. You know, Holton is 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 like the Tom Brady of, you know, the, the pack. I mean, very – the leader, very well-respected you know what a great future he has in football, outside of football, whatever the case may be. I uh, can't say enough great things about Holton. Uh, I'm excited about all these guys. I mean, every one of them brings something to the table with what we're doing, um, and every one of them brings something to the table, obviously with the football team. And I think every one of them is going to be a big star this year, and it's already a big star. Let's be honest. For ECU football, it's an honor for us to put kind of almost this dream team together all at one with one group. And uh, as we said, this is uncharted. We, no one's ever done this before. Um, so we're kind of doing something new, Trying, and we want it to be a positive experience for everybody, and we hope this is something we'll continue well into the future.
3: Robert asking a question on Facebook Live, which has been asked, which we've joked about behind the scenes, which would be the ultimate. Uh, but no, Robert, none of these players will be on the fifth quarter call-in show. Now that that would be a whole other level. Yeah, that's
4: not part of the agreement. We're gonna go (laughs) post game on Monday rather than 20 minutes after the football game. Yeah, I'm not saying that you know they couldn't call in if they want to, but that's not. We're not. That is not part of the arrangement. Their their day will be Monday, and it works really good too. And I saw your joke tweet about you know that's not a joke. People complaining. It's gonna happen. Here's here's the deal. The reason we are doing Monday is because Monday is their day off. So these guys, they do get a day off. By the way, they do get a day off, just like you should have a day off from your work, you know, wherever your place of employment is. You get a day off. Well, what you do with your day off should be your business. Correct, Cliprock, Rock? Correct. So these guys are going to spend 15, 20 minutes with us on a Monday on their day off. And they could be spending it other places. They're going to be spending it here talking pirate football. So uh, even if they're not engaged in a practice, their mind will be engaged in the game that either happened or the game coming up. So uh, I I view that as it is kind of part of their job. You know, now that they they could be just sitting back on a couch playing Xbox. Yeah, but they're choosing to do this. Yeah, I'm just saying. And it's not all day. It's just 20 minutes. But this is not taking them away from anything pirate football related. No, but there
3: are idiots out there uh, who will say, if he spent more time practicing instead of doing a 15-minute interview <laughs> once,
4: a week at power radio once again they don't practice on mondays yeah so, so there's no practice to pre-end
3: of uh yeah. saying that
4: yeah don't, don't yeah i appreciate that but i just want folks to know that this will not be in the way of anything i just day football off football related that is correct uh so we're you know once again the list holt nailers dj ford cj johnson rajay harris tyler sneed bruce Bivens, xavier smith what and not as I said, not just awesome players, but really great people, and we've, we're fortunate to get to know them a little bit. That's one of the best things about this job, and you probably agree with me, Clip, is to get to know these guys as people, yeah, not just names and numbers and jerseys, uh, and you know, people you see on game days to get to know their personalities, get to know them a little bit. Well,
3: I think the listeners um, want that too, like yes. not just from players, but like from us. Like if we were just robots up here talking about scores, right. and, and not kind of getting into who we are as people yeah they people wouldn't be as entertained or wanting to listen but i think when you you know you get to know someone as a person like you said rather than a a robot playing football in the field uh, i think the listeners will be into that
4: yeah so we'll be uh we'll be invested with these guys and we look forward to having this new partnership and uh you know as i said it was really one of the things i'm most excited about since i've been in this business and, you know, I, we want – can't control what you can't control, but we'll do the best job we can from our from our end. And I know these guys are all, are, are all great and fired up about it too and looking forward to telling their story to the Pirate Nation and communicating with the Pirate Nation on, on a new way, yep. really, quite honestly, in a way we haven't been able to do before.
3: It'll be fun. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it this I mean, football
4: season. Especially coming off last year, clip, we didn't get to talk to these guys at all.
6: Yeah. I
3: mean, they yeah. didn't
4: provide any players to us. Last year, so to be able, to, as I said, in some ways kind of cut out the middleman a little bit and, and deal directly with the players, I, it could be. It's going to be positive for them. It's going to be positive for us. It can be positive for our listeners. There's really, I don't see any downside to it. I'm uh, I'm
3: on board. Ready to go. Good deal. Yeah. The announcement. Break-
4: the big huge announcement, Troy. Day. It was the big huge announcement. I and I <laughs> I ran into Brian Bailey at lunch today, over at Tiebreakers. Imagine that. He said,
7: "Woo." When, when, when do I get to be a pirate radio athlete?
4: And I, <laughs> and I said, Well, Bailey, when when are you going to be an athlete? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I said, Our original NIL deal was with Brian Bailey 18 years ago. He's <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Hmm. <laughs> Which we still have today, by the way. So, yeah, Bailey, we did, did a name, image, likeness deal with him, and it's still going strong.
3: Brian Bailey's show every Monday at noon.
4: Yes. Check it out for The original NIL deal. That's right. With Brian Bailey. Good deal. So, All right, Troy yeah. D. Well, All sounds good. Troy D. We're looking to be fun and uh, look forward to having them be a part of, of what we're doing. And you know, a lot of times it'll it'll vary. We'll, we got to be flexible though around their schedules and stuff. So sometimes it'll be in studio, sometimes it'll be over the phone. Just depends, you know, on on how flexible uh, these guys are. They still have other commitments, but we will be doing it on their day off. So starting this coming up Monday, we're going to start it off. So look forward to exciting. And I, it's cool too because a lot of times we're going to kind of bring in a couple guys at the same time. And how they interact off of each other is a lot of fun too. Yeah. And you know, not just one, they won't all be one on one, though. Sometimes it'll be, we'll get them together as groups.
3: All right. We got our team um, ready to go. Yeah. For the uh, football season. All right, Troy D. Well, thanks uh, for hanging out. All right. Three days I, in a row.
4: I know this, and tomorrow will be four. Wow, Troy D so I hosting s- the program. I switch chairs with you. You're going three clips. hour tour Gilligan tomorrow. I am. Tomorrow? I'm, oh going, I'm going the three full, hour tour. Going the full distance tomorrow. Going the distance. The so clip will be off tomorrow, and I will be filling in. Oh, Chandler,
3: I like your rundown. <laughs> huge huge big big announcement. announcement. Well done. <laughs> we sir. We covered the
4: huge. We covered the big, and we covered the announcement. Good stuff. So oh, uh, yeah, Troy D will be here Thursday, three to six. Yeah, what we'll a fun show. So coming up Monday, I'll go ahead and tease this. As we open the show Monday at 3 o'clock, Holt Naylor's and DJ Ford live in studio.
3: You got your QB and your safety. Yeah. Coming up. Two uh, two of your
4: big players. And we really tried to create a balance on this thing where we had some offensive guys, some defensive guys, you know, really kind of a mix of who we thought would would be folks would want to hear from, you know. And I think we've really done a great job of, of having some variety there. Yep. So anyway that's the huge big announcement there right? it is folks get on what board. did you think
3: it was uh huge and big yeah i thought so and an announcement it was you delivered Th- <laughs> promises made promises kept <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right troy thanks for uh hanging out with. will right. uh, see you tomorrow Cliff. sounds good uh when we return man i thought we were gonna give this guy a phone call but he is in the studio mike Mullis. molly is here is this next segment supposed I, to be funny i saw him at tiebreakers too Everybody tiebreakers was the hot spot. The today. place to be. Yeah. Seen around. Everybody's at tiebreakers. Uh Molly will join us. We'll talk baseball, golf. Was he supposed to be hungry?
8: Was that supposed to be
3: funny? <laughs> Molly joins us after this.
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with the University Sportswear. Contact them today at University enc.com Now back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot, fixed. Damage from smoke or fire, fixed. Damage caused by water, fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not the insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
3: All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Big announcement earlier that we have... We got a new stable of Pirate Radio athletes that'll be joining us on the program on Monday during the football season. And uh we'll talk to a former athlete, well current athlete, still a golfer. You know. Uh Mike Mullis. There's a whole us. other argument there, is the people go, ah, golf,
6: they're not athletes.
3: Good well, ooh, that's a good point. Also, do you have to be good at golf like so let's let's go ahead and bypass that argument, say golfers are athletes. Yeah, they are. If I go out and play around Saturday, am I a golfer? For that day, so yeah, so I could be put in the record books as an amateur golfer. Correct. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah. Health wise? I'm, yeah. I'm back loose and had Tommy John since Man, we last saw you. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh you've been keeping up with uh, your buddy Sam Nairn. Is he? Uh,
6: yeah. Is he still with the Nats? No, I think they're all headed. I, and I hadn't talked to him recently, but I think they have all uh, headed back to their, you know, prospective employment. Pre 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 big league opportunity. He got uh, the call probably. up. We talk about
3: players getting call up. Sam Nairn got the call up to the bigs due to COVID. COVID, issues, yeah, right.
6: He, coaching staff, yeah. So and it wasn't just him; it was a handful of guys. But yeah, pretty neat. And uh, but no, I think I'm pretty sure that they have all uh, returned to their original assignments. But how cool is it? You get back, and you know, you've got these AA guys, and you can go, hey, listen, I just picked this up in the big leagues, and yeah. and, and it's not that Sam Nairn and, and these coaches don't know that, but it's. Uh, it's almost a refresher course, and hey, uh, Patrick Corbin started the other night. He's doing this, you know. You, yeah, well, or, yeah. and I don't even think it's mechanics. It's it's how you go about. Look, the difference in the guys in Double A and the difference in the guys uh, the, the, as opposed to the big leagues. It, it's it's consistency. It's the ability to uh, minimize your mistakes and be consistent in your upside, uh, and and a lot of that is a mental deal. Kind of going back to golf, the difference in a double digit handicap and a you know, a a single-digit handicap is the ability to avoid the blow-ups and and to, you know, to kind of manage your way through things. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing they would take back is, man, you know, maybe, and I don't know, maybe it was Corbin, uh, his pregame. Man, you wouldn't believe how much he stayed in his routine. And, you know, he he throws 18 of these and 12, you know, and I don't know. It would be never been there. Uh, But I think that would be the biggest takeaways. Looking at some MLB headlines, uh,
3: Shirley's Red Sox have floundered since the All-Star break, and the Rays now have a five-game lead. Everybody talks about the Yankees, Red Sox, all these young, exciting Blue Jays. The Rays are the most boring winner year in, year out in the AL. The Rays have
6: become the A's. You know, all the, the although the A's are still the A's, but the you know the Rays kind of hang around and hang around, and then all of a sudden you look up and they're there at the end of the year. The Cardinals have some star
3: power now, but I, I they're they're similar to them over the years too, where yeah. they just have guys, right? Just dudes. That... What,
6: what's more curious to me, I don't know, is the Red Sox uh, issues or the Mets. I've, i would love to talk about the mets I, I, can't. I foresaw this coming for months it is a uh meltdown of epic proportions it, they just truly cannot get out of their own way mets right now two games back of philly and somehow
3: some way the braves with all their stuff going on you got ozuna yeah. with the domestic violence acuna out for the year soroka out for the season a lot of other injuries they they had that thing where they win, lost, win, lost, yep. win, lost, and now they're three over 500, one game back of Philadelphia. Yep, still hanging around. Who's the uh, the best of the worst in the NL East? We'll find out. I, and your boy Bryce Harper,
6: by the way, is in MVP discussions right now, and, and, and he will be super talented. But they'll never win a World Series with him. I mean, he's just, you know, and I will say the Bryce Harper that I really didn't like earlier, you don't see as much of that now. And I think it's a maturity process. And I think he's gotten older and he's figured out how to be, you know, a big leaguer uh, from a mental standpoint. So, you know, maybe he's come around a bit, but I, yeah. I. He's also
3: not in your face a lot by, with headlines because it shifted to Tatis,
6: Vlad Jr., Right. Other guys, younger, kinda it, out young, of the younger guys relative yeah. to time and service, and it's funny he's hiding out in Philly, uh, where you know that that is a microscope. You know that that, that all those guys are, are, that Philly media looks for a reason to bash a guy, and 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 that might be why he's, you know, kind of minded his p's and q's. I'm sure there was conversation of Bryce, hey, if you don't like uh, this spotlight, you need to kind of avoid it, uh, and and just go about doing your job. I don't know if
3: anybody could have predicted the division leaders at this point in the NL. We talked about the Phillies. Brewers are running away, basically. Yeah, with I the think Central. I think I think that was a, a, a pretty likely candidate. Giants are up four games in the West.
6: Yep. Chris Bryant, a walk-off infield single last night. Where did he come from? I mean, where you know, all of a sudden he disappeared in Chicago. Yeah. And now it's like Chris Bryant is oh, that's the guy that we thought he was you know years ago he, he kind of he just kind of told there in in chicago is like it was nothing special and i so mean he was like good he's early been in
3: trade rumors for like yeah. the last yeah, year he
6: was good early and then kind of very mediocre now you know he seems to come up uh, with big hits in the right moments and i i don't I, that that game winner yesterday i think you know it was a little oh it was a lame walk
3: yeah right a walk but it is right uh chandler your old guy uh trey turner uh, he
6: went viral last night with his really a cool slide. Majestic
3: uh, slide.
6: You know what's funny is my wife, of all people, asked me if i saw that really cool slide my wife <laughs>
5: what's crazy about it
6: and is that's that, probably how she said it too right yeah she's really a really cool, cool slide? and then she actually demonstrated it to the best of her ability with a kind of a spin around and a jump up and the, she did
3: the
5: pop-up yeah
6: yeah 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 well, she never hit the ground but she did all the <laughs> okay. hey, look my, my she she could be a pirate radio athlete, she, she's an athlete. <laughs> sign her up
5: but the thing is, is that i watched paying? it i saw it like five or six times on my timeline on twitter before i even realized oh wait a minute that's Trey Turner.
3: Well, it looks so crazy after the deadline, seeing these guys in other uniforms. And yeah, Turner's I know. One of oh, them. And
6: this year's been more than any. Scherzer I
3: mean, striking out ten, walking off the mound in that jersey was disgusting. Like it's it's tough to get used 10 to. Ten
5: strikeouts in his first appearance for the Dodgers. Yeah. Ugh. You know, I I um and I, we may have
6: talked about this some last week, but I've got a theory that we're going to see more and more of um. The, these these types of moves, because of the you know the the size of the minor league system and moving guys through, and just like we've seen with Burleson, to where it's been, it's almost like they got to figure out far more quickly whether or not these guys can do it at the level that they project them. Because there's another there's another crop. The crops are bigger right now because you've got the COVID logjam. So it's I, I mean I, I it's curious. You've got less places to put players and more potential professional players.
3: It's, it's probably always been this way to a degree, but definitely not at this level, Mully. But do, do you remember, like, let's go 80s, early 90s? I don't—and I wasn't following it as close, I guess, but, like, the tanking stuff. The let's blow this up for five years and then be good. Was that a well, thing 30 years ago?
6: 25 years ago? Well, you had the—I mean, you had the Diamondbacks— That's the one that I can think of. They bought the yeah the Marlins. Well, the Marlins, the Marlins bought a World Series. But the the deal is in baseball, you don't have to tank because it's not the same. Well, everybody's doing it. Well, well, the difference to me in tanking is just like laying down for the first round pick. Like just flat out. Mm-hmm. They, they're kind of making trades to buy. Well, this is not about the draft. This is about bringing in. They're buying in stock in. Single index. A, double A. Right, guys. they're investing in their minor league system because, and they, they've got to play the salary cap game as big as anybody. And so, that you know, they're making. Well, that's what the Marlins did, right? Right. They, they couldn't afford all the They guys. couldn't get, that's right. They won a World Series and lost money. You know, so th- so now it's like, okay, we're going to stockpile the minor leagues and that's either going to be trade currency or guys that help you get to where you want to go. It doesn't feel as much like tanking to me as when um, you watch an NBA game and they're not playing anybody of any merit. And Yeah, but you,
3: you are an Orioles fan, kind of, right? Yeah. You see what they've done the last four years? This year,
6: they're 38-73. But can you call it tanking? Let's look at the history over the last... I mean, it's not like it's a recent decision to say, hey, we're going to lay down. What's the benefit of laying down? Other than trading off all of your money. Well, I get it, but... But I mean the Braves went through this a few years ago and it's paid off for them. But I think it was what they did was made the investment in minor league guys that have they and, did and, and, but
3: but the fans at the the people buying tickets don't well they care because hey their
6: well, future looks nice. Hopefully they're listening to the show and they get a little better understanding
3: of of why that happened. You're educating folks. Yeah. The Braves when they were tanking they were just bringing guys like Bartolo Colon so people would still go out to the park to right. see him right. pitch and hit, and you always got to have like one veteran on the team to bring people out there. All right, who, who would that be for the Orioles? Uh, boom, boom, Trey Mancini. Okay, people like him. Yeah, he's likable guy, and that's about it. That's How about all. They're they're uh, the Campbell dude, that, um, Cedric Mullins
6: leading. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, still yeah. leading the. Uh, Hits. Yeah, now he's a great story, and I want to say he was a JUCO guy too, but no, I, yeah. I could be wrong. I want to say he played at Lewisburg. He did. He did. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great story. That's a kid that had no chance at all, and now tied for second in all of baseball with hits. Yeah, now he's you know he he's making a name for himself in the big leagues. He'll make a nice check, and somebody will pay him next year, and that may be a way that the Orioles. Uh, he's not going to be the guy to get you to the promised land. He's kind of a Billy Hamilton kind of guy where uh, you really like the tools he's got, but then he's probably on a good team. He's a platoon guy.
3: Yeah, like a, a Jackie Bradley
6: Jr., maybe. where. See, I, yeah. But he was there for a while. I, I guess, yeah, and I, Jack, he was an everyday guy. And yeah. I mean, he, you know, I think the tools are more, and it's hard to look at a guy with Mullen's stature and compare him to Jackie Bradley, who's not a great big guy. But he does fit the profile a little bit more, and he was an everyday guy for Boston. At five, eight,
3: 175. Yeah, right? He's he's yeah, so, so, he's like messy size, eight,
6: not very big. Well, yeah,
3: that's exactly who I was thinking. From Greensboro, North Carolina, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Greensboro in a moment. Molly, can you hang out one more second? Yeah,
6: hey, how about the Savannah Bananas won the uh, CPL. Oh, so they beat a team from North Carolina, then, right? They beat the Marlins, yeah. The, the uh, Moorhead City Marlins. Jesse Lancaster, local guys. Trey Jernigan pitched on that team. Jesse Lancaster He's was what, the Mount manager. Olive? Yeah, his dad, longtime coach at uh, at Mount Olive, and uh, Jesse is uh, has been on the staff there. So a lot of local tiles, but it's pretty cool. I mean, I I, I kind of tuned in and watched the. I knew they would make a big deal out of it. Listen, man, they're doing drone broadcasts, and it is the coolest thing. It's crazy. It is, the, how, what whoever, is What does that mean? They got a drone, though. I mean, they got a drone, so they're showing a camera angle from above the field. Uh, and you
5: hear the broadcaster, but it's like a bird's-eye view of the game. It, it
6: is really, really cool. But anyway. ever
5: since you mentioned the Savannah Bananas that day on the show, I have been mesmerized it's by their YouTube videos. They had their announcer go up there and taking it back. Took
6: it A-B. Did you see the one them just before the last playoff game, they did a uh, – support video where they had like family members sending in little clips of hey we go get a bananas and i mean it was uh, and they showed it to the team before the game it's just cool man it's just they really had, cool.
5: i, I bought a t-shirt the the player, day. player announcing you're himself, supporting the bananas the, i think the player yeah i don't himself. like that
3: P, we need pa people are important <laughs> yeah we true. don't need players announcing themselves up to bat that's where i right. draw don't, the don't line. take our jobs <laughs> uh robert says he was watching the news the other day saw a guy getting his covid shot he was wearing a whiteville shirt he wants to know if that was you no nah, that won't me okay that was not chandler on the news chandler will be calling some whiteville football next and, friday next friday whiteville Ooh. well there's some history there baseball, baseball. History. Ooh, oh yeah gosh yeah uh mully uh I, I was gonna ask you this too before we move off of baseball in all your years of coaching did have you
6: ever been involved with the Woodbat summer league have you coached mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Coach yeah there was or? several no 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 i would the cpl didn't even it might have just been getting started well it did because i threw bp for the tops so nick hogan a former player of ours played there worked himself into a little funk or whatever threw some bp to him and then a buddy of mine was at newburn uh when they had a team i can't even remember the name of their team but their assistant coach had to leave, so I went over for a couple of games with them. But no, I mean I, I was never in uh, the CPL. It seems never like it's a game. nice mix of kind of relaxed baseball, but also players really do get better and get at least get more confidence, maybe in themselves. It is the epitome of you get out of it what you put into it, and if you you know there. Different teams have different philosophies. They're going to load up on maybe mid-major or lower D one, you know, tier teams. Take their kids, and then they're going to take the better D two kids, and it gives those kids a little chip on their shoulder to go compete against maybe a kid coming out of East Carolina, or a kid coming out of Carolina or State. So they get a chance to say, I'm, you know, I'm just as good as you, and and, and I get to prove it. Uh, you know, kind of squaring off against you. So it, it is. It's it's a cool environment. It's a long summer. Uh, it's very, um, you know, the pitchers. You have to be careful with. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes Into it, but yeah, it's a uh, special environment. But it's a ton of fun to play in if you like to play baseball. If you're just going through the motions, summer ball is not for you. All right,
3: let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk a little golf. Also, I'm going to steal a question I just saw from Fox Sports NFL on Twitter. You can pick an injury-free career for one NFL player, past or present. Who are you taking? Think about that during the break. I know. I, I think I know who yours is. I already got mine. i think i know who you're gonna say everybody thinks they know something all right let's take a time out we'll come back uh, a few more minutes with molly when we return after this
0: to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University UniversitySportswearENC.com Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining there's something for everyone every weeknight including sports trivia with our very own clip rock on Wednesday nights AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday of course with no cover charge and brunch every Sunday make today an AJ's day now let's head back into pirate radio live here's your host clip rock
3: back with you on a pirate radio live all right I'm ready for my answer all right the question as we went to break this was from fox uh nfl you could have one player injury free his entire nfl career past
6: or present who would you choose hey can we all give our answers at the same time and just see if maybe there might be some synchronicity here well i do have a question like i'll count it, it. no you've I,
5: already asked i have a question. i have, mul- <laughs> I, have right. multi- I, I have multiple but i have a top all right this let's
6: not overcomplicate this Shirley you playing
5: sure what all i'm right. gonna
3: do is i'm gonna say who you're gonna say or do you want me to say my person no i think we
6: all go at the same time and all right. it, it, there is i and think this is nfl i think chandler <laughs> do you listen to any of this show son <laughs> you got freaking headphones on dude yes he's listening do to music do you hear dude. the words that are coming out of my mouth <laughs> hey
3: we played are uh, we ready to do it, this
6: all right i'm I have, it's watched, on netflix right yeah, now. i know this we watched the clip yesterday <laughs>
3: dummy what? i'm gonna put my foot
6: all right anyway all right i want to count it down and just say your your player nfl all right. players got one two three bo bo jackson. jackson how many bo jacksons do we have I, it would have been me because i knew that's what you're gonna say we had three bo jacksons right
9: i said you? sweetness walter payton oh well he
6: didn't i mean he played He he didn't get hurt
9: well i mean he had his i mean
6: it was after he retired though
9: well
6: well maybe if he hadn't gotten leukemia he'd have play another 25 years oh how about my
9: leukemia
3: rg3 no uh does getting shot he's getting murdered count as
6: an injury because i went sean taylor ah. i thought joe theismann was one of my i was kind of Thinking that way that was but, before my time, but Bo Jackson. I mean, how I knew you, you were going to
3: say Bo. I mean, because how could you argue
6: against Bo Jackson?
3: Because he was. It was such a. I didn't realize it as a kid how fleeting the moment was, where all that stuff like the big runs for the Raiders, the climbing up the wall, happened in what like a one or two years. Oh, it was nothing, and then it was over. It was nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chad uh, on Twitter before you answered said, "I know a lot of people will say Bo Jackson, but I'm going with Terrell Davis." Yeah. which is a pretty good underrated call. He he has probably got the the most out of the least amount of years to make the Hall of Fame with really, what, three or four good seasons? Well, Barry Sanders. Yeah. Well, Barry was there for a while, though. I know he stopped early. But Terrell Davis, uh, he retired. Uh,
5: Could you— could you throw Luke Keekley in there? I mean, he played yeah, eight he'd years. Still be playing. He, he was twenty-eight years old when he retired, and I believe he'd still p- be playing to this day and dominating in this league.
3: RG three, uh, you thought I was going to say that? That what if he, he was a
5: monster in college at Baylor?
3: He was the
6: rookie of the year.
5: And he so was, was the rookie of the, of the
7: year. So
6: was Vince Carter. I mean, Vince. Mm. Vince vince young. Young? <laughs> vince
7: young?
6: vince Carter was a really good player too in so
3: college M- mully we don't need him to be healthy he is the only player to play in
6: four decades oh I know basketball wise is a joke he got, he got he got he got four decades yeah he got some he got some length out of that career
3: uh oh I was, was um, redbeard says he is shocked he says mully likes something new in sports a drone camera I guess you've got the um
9: Come on, man! I
3: guess you're looked at as the old curmudgeon on Come the show. Come on, shot. man! <laughs> Molly likes something new.
9: By All the right. way, I do want to make one correction. Walter Payton didn't pass away from leukemia; it was liver failure.
6: Liver failure. There or you liver. Disease. I knew it started with an L. Very good. He was an. That was a dude that was as much fun to watch as anybody. Let's and that out. Bears team back then. That I can understand why Troy's a Bears fan if you grew up watching that team richard dent was a just a beast a fridge i mean they were jim mcmahon the problem with the bears is will they ever get another quarterback that can play
3: a lick might have got ju- one with justin fields i went to a washington redskins game at the time they were watch your mouth yeah they were playing the colts it was 1996 i want to say the colts starting quarterback was jim harbaugh mm-hmm. um richard dent was on the last legs of his career and he got ejected from the game, Molly. He's walking to the tunnel. People are booing. He was fighting or something, and he just flashes the bird to the crowd. And as like a fourteen year old,
6: I was like, "Man, this is awesome. That dude's great. This is so cool." Especially as a fan of wrestling, like you were growing up, that's a very wrestling move, right? It now. was very. It was right before Steve Austin. Only came thing out. I was gonna say. Only thing he would do was bust a beer over his head. That'd have been.
3: But man, that was a a cool moment. I didn't even know how good
6: Rich. I just thought it was some angry dude. Oh, look, I didn't know how good he was, Gary Fensick safety the i mean that, that team man that was I uh, shoot how can i uh, uh the uh oh speaking of wrestling Barry, steve mongo mcmichael Mongo Mc mcmichael was the d, uh, d, uh, d line there you go yeah
5: i'm scared to bring this up because shirley got so uh aggressive yesterday at the end of the show <laughs> oh yeah bring Mully, it up man. this is awesome molly i wanted to get your thoughts on the new taunting uh rule that they're bringing up in the national football league
3: now it's not a new rule. They are going no, to emphasize just,
6: throwing flags. You know, right. the problem when they decide to emphasize anything, it doesn't matter what they're emphasizing, it is gonna be over penalized like crazy. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. But taunt, is that a good thing? So you want it out of the game. But is that what does that bring in the like when they did the no end zone celebrations, and I guess that, that would be considered ridiculous. taunting, it was terrible. Yeah. At least that was a little bit fun, you know, with having the the the, the.
3: That was the most backwards ass ass how do you say it, bass backwards thing ever. Uh because they made group celebrations illegal. Right. Well, I thought it was a good thing to celebrate with your team. They're basically saying no, make it about you, not right. the team. <laughs> they did the whole thing in reverse. Well, they
6: clearly have not seen the replacements. <laughs> Who's that? Keanu? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the replacements. Oh, you need to see that one great end zone celebration washington right didn't they play for washington yeah and i think it was like the washington generals was like their name or it was it was a yeah a a team that that made sense but anyway so you you don't care half i, I mean i i i don't
3: what if aaron Rodgers goes up to my starts
6: he's gonna do that anyway double discount
7: check. double check
6: he's gonna do that anyway so that's gonna happen i tell you what has he gotten a lot of uh lovey touchy feely uh press out of uh training camp oh look we're gonna watch aaron throw a 20 yard out oh look he threw it in the basket oh aaron Rodgers, you're the best are you done yeah he uh, they are love festing him right now kirk binker's doing the same thing it's ridiculous Kirk Ben Kirk may be doing it, but it's not nearly as public as no, Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. Aaron Rodgers fine now, Mully. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he had a he's had such a nice dinner. Oh, look, we gave him a golf cart for his birthday. I mean, he's it's got just, Randall Cobb back. It is. Cra- oh yeah, he and Randall are just buddies, and uh, yeah, everything's good. Kumbaya. Donald Driver's
5: a consultant <laughs> to the team.
6: I mean, it is just it is. It is, yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see all that shakes out next year. So week one, who they got? Let's see. You know what? Mully
3: going to be. uh, And you're not like diehard or anything, are you? I mean, I, I I don't. I mean, it doesn't. You watch them on Sundays. You root for them. And I do enjoy. I mean, I I, yeah, I do enjoy their winning. Uh, The Packers. Ooh, at the Saints. Speaking of issues, they're going to kill them. They're going to kill the Saints. We'll win by thirteen. They're a favorite by two Wait, and a half.
6: I'm going to take the Packers.
5: So, does this reveal that this was some kind of off-season soap opera from uh, Aaron Rodgers? Well, oh, I don't
6: think we needed this to reveal it. It was clearly a soap opera, and it was a big head game played by Aaron Rodgers. And he is, a lot of times, probably well, the smartest guy in the room. Did the say they were going to trade him or not? Like, he... I, I don't think, I think probably at some point that was discussed. Actually, the team said, well, you're not going anywhere. You just sit out. And, and again, Rodgers
3: did... said he was told he was going to be traded during the off-season. And
6: who knows that? There's as much good information about that as there is COVID. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
3: Well, there you go. Uh, So, yeah, you'll be on board week one. All right, uh,
6: Mully. 22 days till Pirate Football.
3: Why am I looking at J.R. Smith hanging out at the Wyndham Championship? Do they do some kind of celebrity deal there? Quite quite possibly. Okay. Uh, Anyway, that's coming up. Yeah, 22 days from Pirate Football. You want to talk Pirates?
6: It's amazing. I mean, it's crazy how fast it's come back around.
3: I love it. I uh, can't wait. We got uh, preseason. The Washington football team plays the Patriots tomorrow night, Molly. Yeah, and then there's a game Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. games all uh, all weekend. Panthers play Sunday. On
5: Sunday by themselves. I mean, they don't play. Nobody else plays on Sunday. It's kind of weird.
3: I haven't looked at the field. Well, you probably hadn't either, Molly. But
6: yeah, Harold's in it, and Will's Al Torres. I think Ricky Fowler's fighting for his life with his. Uh, Professionally with his career, mm. uh, I think Adam Scott's in the same boat. What about so, Louis?
5: Louis, Usted, uh, Louis, Louis
6: most likely will not be in this field, and he is quite comfortable in his career at this point. He's had as many top tens as anybody this year. You mean top
5: is, ten? I feel like the past few majors and tournaments, he's been like he's right, there. right there, right there, right there. Here's some
3: names I recognize in the field, Mully. Uh, Padre Harrington, mm-hmm. he was, he won Harrington. at least one major, yeah, 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 I mean, you know. Um, I don't know why I know Bo Van Pelt's name. He's not very relevant. Well,
6: maybe he? you're thinking of Scott.
3: Maybe Matt Kuchar. We talked about Cooch him. Would be around. Homeboy teeing off at 7:34 on Thursday. <laughs> Louis Ustazen. Louis
6: Ustazen. It? Louis Ustazen. Is he really planning yeah. this? Wonder why. Well, I guess they're getting ready for the FedEx Cup, so that would make sense. That's the playoffs start next weekend. Adam Scott uh, HV3 will be teeing off uh, alongside Adam Scott at 7:45.
3: So, uh, you got some names here, Mully. This is good. Kevin Nye?
6: And it's coming off a strange week where you had the Barracuda, you had the WGC, and then just before that, you had the Olympics. So, it's, you know, and again, these guys are headed into the uh, playoffs, and then you know, you guys, guys, trying to earn or prove whether or not they're going to be there for the Ryder Cup. Uh, So, like, Phil Mickelson came out this week and said, hey, yeah, I won a big, I won a major, and that was great, but I haven't finished in the top ten in forever. He's missed a bunch of cuts, and he's basically giving Stricker the out to say, "Hey, if you, you know, if you don't want to take me, I, I get it." How about this, Ricky Fowler, Hideki
3: Matsuyama, uh, Bubba Watson? Like this looks like a Ricky uh, a major field.
6: Well, and t- again, I, I think that's it's pl- cool. it's playing into the FedEx.
3: Good deal. I mean, a lot of money out there. All right, uh, so that's coming up on Thursday once again. Harold Varner the third teeing off at seven forty-five. Molly, uh, what
6: you got going on? No nah, you know, just uh doing the deal, working you know. doing the deal, enjoying the uh balmy eastern north carolina summer boy it's it's we've had and look it's been relatively mild, obviously it's been extremely wet, but right now it is it is freaking humid out just in time for full pads, Oof, yeah, get it rocking and rolling, and i I look as much as I love to play football on Fridays, I hated practice, and I even hated summer practice worse.
3: Uh, there is uh, high school football on the horizon, Mully. They got some scrimmages going on today. Uh, the real thing begins the next Friday.
6: Yeah, so I guess, I, 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 cool I guess uh, Coach Leip will be on uh, today. Todd
5: Leip coming up uh, we, at around 4.30. One of my also, favorites. Great dude. We also have the Big Carolina now, Mully.
6: The Big
3: Carolina. Named by Brian Bailey, the new league with uh, Conley, Rose, South Central, Jacksonville, Havelock coming in. Is
6: that really the name of the new uh, a new conference? They were going to go
3: Big East, but it's already taken. there's a 2A, 3A Big East that I believe involves Rocky Mountain, so they had to come up with something new. And Bailey, this was over at Parker's on Monday, kept throwing out big in front of everywhere. Big Coastal. This is a big, big conference, guys. This is big, big
6: teams. Look, y'all are big. And they ended up with Big Carolina, thanks to Brian Bailey. Big Carolina. Yeah. I thought that was like I thought you were saying there's some dude named some nickname or something. Like. <laughs>
5: it does sound like a nickname.
6: Big, big country. Big Carolina. Speaking of Big Cat. Big cat, Coach Cornwell. Yeah. What's yeah. he do, what's he doing now? He's uh principaling. He uh vulnerable? Vulnerable, assistant principal there at right. summer school. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the great ones. Definitely, man. He was yeah. uh ever since I started
3: at pirate radio and covering area high school football he was always one of the best to talk to yeah he
6: coached the uh, east west all-star game this uh this past summer i guess just a few weeks back so he's still involved well i think that's that might have been kind of the swan song i'll tell you what uh
3: i got to know their coach talked to him for the first time yesterday ron cook he was an impressive dude Mm -hmm. played at virginia tech uh, it was really fun to talk to, and you never know how it's going to turn out. But I think they made a good hire.
6: Well, and <laughs> I think they feel really good about it. And you know, it's uh, obviously there's athletes walking the halls there. I think it's a matter of uh, kind of pulling everything together, and you know, I, you got to get kids committed to the program, which is what. Uh, you know they've done such a great job of in basketball.
3: Yeah, I think everybody wants to play hoops over there in Farmville. Yeah, but find some uh, football what they I don't blame
6: them. Well, what they need to realize is most of them can't. I mean, the, the, if you put it put on the uni there, you're you're pretty freaking talented. <laughs> molly thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man, enjoyed it. Always a pleasure.
3: Jeff Charles is on deck. The voice will join us. We'll talk uh, pirate football with Jeff, and also quake at the lake. Quake at the lake coming up this weekend. Jeff Charles to tell you about that as well. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank & Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank & Trust bank local bank select selectbank.com now back to the show
9: welcome back town insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
3: all righty back with you hour two of pirate radio live coming up in hour three bryce williams joins us we'll talk some pirate football hear what donnie kirkpatrick had to say earlier this week following ecu football practice and uh go pirate radio outdoors with bryce as well as he uh has been busy this week saving wildlife we'll have some updates on that
9: I was going to say, call him the Turtle Man, but then that's a little too close to, like, you know, Ninja Turtle. So, Turtle Rescuer. Well, he is
3: very much like Splinter where he is helping out these turtles
9: he is teaching the turtles the way we,
5: we may or may not have audio of one of his rescues
3: yeah i believe we do
5: oh we um, don't
3: uh surely we'll have that momentarily yes but sure no, we'll,
5: we'll have audio of him <laughs> making a rescue over the weekend Yeah, uh, somebody somebody, like somebody forgot to
9: remind yesterday. me yeah, somebody forgot to remind me so i don't exactly have it but i can get it
3: yeah and i might need chandler to send it to you because i don't know how to do technology
5: i i, I will get it taken
3: <laughs> all right good all right bryce williams coming up uh, later on in the show todd Light as well but right now we will visit with the voice jeff charles joins us on the fixed nc live line on a wednesday edition of prl jeff how you doing
8: today I'm doing great, Cliff, and here we are on August the 11th, and the guys are in pads, and what's the heat index today? Over 100 degrees, so I feel for about this.
3: Man, it is, uh, as Mike Houston said uh, earlier this week, they got their first real introduction to the Eastern North Carolina heat uh, during the summer, and indeed, the players are feeling it right now, Jeff, and it's been fun to follow what's been going on so far in fall camp, and you never know how it's going to turn out but the the signs are pointing in the right direction especially in terms of depth it's been great jeff to hear that you know Avery Jones is taking snaps at center right now and that allows you to get your best five up front on the offensive line and still have a guy like Fernando Fry who can play guard, or who can be your backup center ready to go. You're hearing uh, things like that at a lot of different positions, Jeff. Mike Houston might not have exactly what he wants his final product to be here at ECU, but he's finally got some depth, it sounds like, on this roster.
8: Well, as we both know, Cliff, that has been an issue with this football program, really, before Mike got here and Scotty was here and even at times when Rob was here. So it's always a matter of getting enough quality bodies to get out on the field and play. And I know how hard this coaching staff has worked to develop what coaches call quality depth. And I think they're getting to that point now where they certainly do have more bodies. We talked about it last week on your show clip, especially on the defensive line. I mean, that was really the focus in recruiting a couple of years ago. We've just got to get a lot more guys into this program. And there have been times with this program that the depth has not been there, but now you look at the defensive line, and they've got 18 or 19 guys. So that's come a long, long way, and that bodes well for the future. Now the guys, if they go out play out there; they have to produce. But you know, it looks really good right now with uh, a lot more depth with this football program than what we've seen in recent years
3: sounds like jeff they're going to need uh that to come to fruition week one against appalachian state everything i I hear everything i've seen about the mountaineers is they are going to run the football and they do it quite well so we might see uh, what Blake carroll and this d-line has in store for 2021 pretty early on uh that first matchup uh, against the mountaineers in charlotte
8: well people's their running back is really outstanding I'm starting to look into Appalachian quite a bit, and he ran for over 300 yards in their bowl game last year. Now, they did lose some offensive linemen. I think they have two returning starters. They have some other guys who will start this year that did play some, but they do have some people to replace up front. But, yes, they run the football. They do a good job with that. So they're going to get thrown in the fire. And then when you put the coin on the other side, East Carolina's offense is going to be challenged because Appalachian State has nine starters back on defense and there are those who think that they have the best group of five defense in the country going into the season so it's a tough matchup and last time i looked i don't really pay a whole lot of attention to these things but the last time i looked the pirates were still double digit underdogs in the game and you wonder what the temperatures to be like in charlotte thank goodness it's going to be a night game on that thursday night september the second but But you and I both know how hot it still is in North Carolina in September. So one would think it's probably going to be a a hot game.
3: No doubt about it. We're looking forward to talking to The Voice, Jeff Charles, on our Bud Light pregame tailgate, leading you up to that kickoff. 3.30 start time for us on September 2nd, taking you up to that 7.30 kickoff between the Pirates and the Mountaineers. And uh, D-line will be tested week one, Jeff. The O-line will be tested every week. It's such a A difficult position to recruit, to to get the studs here in at East Carolina. We've talked about that over the years, but... We got the right guy in charge, right, with Steve Shankweiler. We had uh, a name you might remember from the past, Jeff, Phoenix Evans, who uh, it was an offensive lineman for East Carolina, joined us on Pirate Radio Live last week, now the AD and the head football coach at CMF's middle school. But he was coached by Shank, and a lot of these guys have come through and have been coached by Steve Shankweiler. And uh, whatever the, the pieces he's been given, Jeff, he, he's molded the uh, lines into – very productive units, and uh, we're hoping he can do the same with this 2021 group.
8: Well, Coach Jack is an outstanding coach, and it's always great to see him. And, of course, I've known him really since 1988 when I first came to ECU. <laughs> and wow. He was on the staff then, Quip. He was on uh, Art Baker's staff when I first got here. And, of course, he's been in and out a number of times, but it's great to have him back. And I know when Coach Houston got the job, Uh, One of the first things he did was uh, he talked with Steve shank about coming back to ECU as offensive line coach, and they worked very well together. And so you never worry about the coaching as far as the offensive line is concerned as long as Shank is here, but, you know, he can only do so much. He has to have the bodies, and he has to have uh, the quality depth we talked about, and he has to have good players up front. And, again, they work so hard in recruiting at that position, and sometimes it takes a guy – Two, sometimes three years before he gets on the field and can really contribute in an offensive line position. So, you know, East Carolina does not recruit that guy who can come in right away and play. Yeah. They have to develop guys, and, and Shank is a good developer of talent. And now that these guys are in their third year of the program, I would hope that we can start seeing uh, some progress, not only in the line play clip, but uh, the overall play of the program the guys have been together now for three years a lot of these guys are going to be three-year starters this year uh, they know what coach houston expects uh, he knows what east carolina is about now and the talent level that he can recruit here so there are a lot of reasons to think that the pirates are going to be better and are going to be improved this year i, I really feel like they will be and you have to go out and prove it on the field but uh yeah i think the pirate program is in the right direction at
3: this time. Jeff, you'll know uh, a lot of the names, all the names. Uh, I hope you don't recognize some of the bodies out there in the field when you're calling the game on September 2nd. Bailey Malovic, one of those guys that comes to mind who has gotten bigger during the offseason, is frame. And I don't, I don't know if he'll ever be as big as you want an offensive tackle to be just because of the way his body is. But it sounds like he has uh, certainly bulked up Uh, Guys on the defensive side, Rick Debru and others, uh, hit it hard with Big John over the summer, Jeff. So I'm hoping you you see some of those guys and and don't recognize them uh, when you're calling that game on that Thursday night.
8: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, coming up on Thursday night and also, of course, uh, toward the tail end of uh, preseason camp and the scrimmages. Now, the good news about Bailey is he's at least 6'6", maybe 6'7". The bad news is he was about 248 pounds. So that's not very big in this day and age of college football to play a tackle position. So he needed to bulk up and from everything you hear, he put on 25 or 30 pounds, which should really help him playing at that right tackle spot. And So he's a guy that athletic, he can move his feet, he just needed some more bulk and some more strength. So he went to work in the weight room and he got that done and there are some good players on that offensive line. Now, some of them are young. We talk about a kid like uh, Walter Scribling who looks like he's going to play a lot, and he's a kid that they like. Uh, he's a young man that got his feet wet last year. Uh, and then there's some other guys up front that uh, have had some experience as well. You talk about Sean Bailey. He's a veteran playing at right guard. Sean's yeah. played a lot of football for ECU, and he's got the size and the ball to play up there. So he's going to be kind of one of the leaders on that offensive line this year, an experienced guy. So the Pirates have a mixture of some experience up there and some young guys that they're trying to bring along. And I think they've got eight or nine offensive linemen right now that they probably feel pretty comfortable with playing and putting in games. So, again, that's come a long way from what it used to be.
3: Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Jeff, uh, college football rankings, the coaches poll came out, uh, the first preseason coaches poll. And uh, Cincinnati is 10th in that poll. And you got two other non-quote unquote Power Five schools: Louisiana Coastal, Carolina, also in the top twenty-five. Is that ten spot, Jeff? About as good as it's going to get for one of the non-you know traditional big boys. Cincinnati cracking the top ten before they play a game um, is a compliment. But heck, if they had a different name other than Cincinnati, uh, the way they played last year, they might be top five. Uh, you know, top seven. But what do you think about Cincinnati being ranked 10th uh, to start the season?
8: Well, good for them and good for the league because it gives the league a lot of great exposure and gives Luke Pickles' program a lot of great exposure. And as we both know, watching the game last year, the bowl game against Georgia, I mean, they're right there with Georgia. They could have won that football game against the powerhouse SEC program. They are that good. And I love Desmond Ritter. He's had his ups and downs at times with the quarterback there. But boy, I'll tell you what, last year, Cliff, he really came onto it, came into his own, especially the second half of the season. And he's just so difficult to stop because he throws the ball well and then he, he brings it down, he tucks it, he runs, and he's very difficult to contain. So when you've got a guy like that coming back as quarterback, you've got a really, really good player. And then Luke Pickles in an area, Cliff, we've talked about this before, in the Midwest, in that Cincinnati area, where you can just get linemen. You can just get offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and the Big Ten can't get them all. And really, in the the city of Cincinnati, they can stay right there in town and get a boatload of offensive and defensive linemen from their own city, which they do, and quality guys who can come in and play and be really good players in the AAC. So... They've got it going right now, and you've got to give Luke Fickle a lot of credit. He's done a he's done a great job with the program. Uh, Cliff, you can remember this, and I certainly remember it very well. There was a time where East Carolina used to hammer Cincinnati in football, <laughs> but uh, those Scotty days McG- are Scotty McGonry's
3: first year. Jeff, uh, ECU yeah, put the beat exactly. down. On. Yeah, exactly. And,
8: and of course, I go way back before that, and I'd have to go back to the media guide to look for sure. But I think there was a spring there, maybe. Eight out of nine, eight out of ten games, something like that, that the Pirates beat Cincinnati. But uh, things have changed, and the Bearcats have done a great job with their program. And hats off to them. And right now, they're carrying the banner for the league. And you have to put UCF, I think, at one A going into the season, but they still have all that great speed on both offense and defense. And you know that Gus Malzahn is an outstanding coach. So they're going to be good. They're going to be really good. I don't know who the third-best team in the league is this year. I think that's kind of up for grab. But I think right now you've got a clear-cut top two in Cincinnati and UCF.
3: Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC live line and voice. I know you don't get into the speculation game much, but as far as Luke Fickle goes, do you think he's Ohio State or bust? Uh, Will he stick around there until maybe his uh, dream job opens up or – do you see him moving on? You, you never know what, what another school can throw at you money-wise, but you, you always have to at least ask the question to yourself, right, when uh, when coaches have success at the American
6: level.
8: Well, if Ryan Day continues to win at Ohio State like he has, that job's <laughs> not going to open unless Good point. he goes to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if he has any desire to do that or not. He's a very young coach. Uh, Luke Fickle is a guy that's an Ohio guy, born and raised. He's been uh, that way his entire life. He played at Ohio State, had a great career at Ohio State as a player, and then took over as uh, the head coach on an interim basis. He was there as defensive coordinator. Always When we talk about Luke Fickle, quip I always talk about that incredible statistic beside his name. He never lost a high school wrestling match in his entire <laughs> career, yeah. which is really incredible when you think about it and uh, he's got a bunch of children I think he's got like six kids something like that and they're all in school and they're all very much Cincinnati kind of people and I say all that and yet sometimes guys get swayed and somebody knocks on the door at a prestige program a power five prestige program and throws a boatload of money at you Yeah, and uh, we've seen that scenario before many times haven't we?
3: No doubt. Jeff, we've gone uh, just about the entire chat talking ECU and college football, which is exciting. That means we are getting close. And uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, a little wrestling talk uh, and Bailey Malovic, We talked about him earlier. Morgan Ayler said last Friday on the show that Bailey Malovic, if he wants it, has a future in pro wrestling. He's got the body for it. You mentioned the frame, Jeff. So once his playing days are over, maybe you can recruit him to the Midwest and uh, and join up with your organization there. <laughs>
8: Now, has anybody talked to Bailey about that? Does he have any interest in being a (laughs) wrestler?
3: That I do not know. Right now, it's just us speculating that he'd be good at it. I do not know if he has aspirations or not.
8: Well, it all comes down, as I've been in this business now for a little bit, it it comes down to want to, like it does anything in life. You've got to have a guy that really wants to do it. And it's a lot harder, and it's a lot tougher now, Cliff, than it used to be back in the old days. And it's a lot more competitive because there are so many young guys and girls who want to go into professional wrestling these days, and it's it's tough. And being an independent wrestler on the independent circuit is really tough because you don't make much money, and yeah, and you travel a lot, and uh, it's a, a tough way to make a living and a tough way to get a start. So if a guy or a girl has that kind of desire, and there are a lot of them out there, and I see them, uh, then you know that's the first step they've got to really want to do it they've got to really as we say in the business they've got to be willing to take the bumps and you know some people want to do that and some people don't and that kind of separates the men from the boys or the women from the girls if you will they've got to be able to take the bumps and do the training if they're really serious about it and really want to make a career about it and Bailey of course has had to be a disciplined guy because he played college football at this level so I'm sure the discipline part of it would not uh, be a problem for him. But we just have to look inside a guy's brain in between the ears and, and see if he really wants to do it. If he's got that desire and he's got that drive, then, you know, he can make a career out of it. But uh, if you don't, then uh, it's just not something you play around with and just, uh, you know, give it a shot and hang it up. you got to really want to do it.
3: Jeff, uh, it's about Quake the Lake
8: time, right? Yes, it's the Quake at the Lake And it's coming up on Saturday in Houghton Lake, Michigan, which is an inland lake in the middle part of the state, the resort area. And we have a very nice place to have the event coming up on Saturday night at the Northern Center, which is a relatively new building. It's only like four or five years old. So it's going to be a nice venue and we're going to have a nice card. We're bringing in wrestlers from all over the Midwest and actually the champion, a guy named Yanni Yannos. He is from Florida, and we're flying him in for the event uh, coming up. He will be defending his championship. So, yeah, we're excited about another event. We had a great event in Sheboygan, Michigan, back in July, on July the 10th, and now this is the second one we've done this summer. So we've been down there a lot in the last month promoting and marketing the show and getting it ready to go, so we're putting the finishing touches on it now and trying to sell as many tickets as we can between now and 6 o'clock on Saturday for our second show that we're doing this summer.
3: Well, Jeff, that's awesome. I know you put in a lot of hard work with it and uh, glad to see it paying off. Hopefully you have a great crowd and a great show. And uh, hopefully, uh, once again, hey, we I don't want you to get in any fisticuffs, Jeff, but if it comes to that, you'll uh, you will regulate, right?
8: <laughs> regulate is one word to use, I guess. A restore order is another <laughs> couple of words to use as well. And All right. We, we do have some fun, and we did have some fun with the first one. As well.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, uh, thanks for the chat. As always, we appreciate it. We'll check in with you again uh, next Wednesday here on Pirate Radio Live.
8: Sounds great. Thanks so much, Cliff.
3: The voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on a Wednesday edition of PRL. Let's uh, get a break and we'll come back and hear from the head football coach of the Aiden Grifton Chargers. We have gone around and we had Will Bland on the show. Nate Connor, Andy Two has been by on the Brian Bailey show. We talked to Ron Cook from Farmville Central. Today, we're going to talk to Todd Leip, head coach of Aiden Grifton, as we continue to get you set for the upcoming high school football season, which begins next Friday night. we we'll have uh, some Conley football coming your way. Chandler Honeycutt will have some Whiteville football. Uh, so we are excited about a new season of high school football on Friday nights. We'll get you ready when we return with Todd Leip. He joins us after this.
0: Two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank Local, Bank Select. SelectBank.com. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app, and you can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock.
3: And uh, I like it, too, because Jay owns the place and he'll talk to you like every time you go he's there oh yeah how's the food how you doing it's like it's it's awesome it's cool it is it's very cool chandler you ain't, i need uh we need to go back to villa verde friday bowls we need to get that tradition yeah. going again
5: yeah i know Let's that just, that let, became a thing yeah for a few months
3: so i'm gone this friday let's do uh next friday hawaiian shirt villa verde bowl friday you know what i'm down clip brock (laughs) that sounds like fun i'm down all right good all right let's uh let's talk some high school football as the season gets underway next friday night todd leip is the head football coach of the aiden grifton chargers and he joins us today on the fixed nc Lifeline. coach leip how you doing good I'm doing great today and man it's good to talk to you because I talked to you just about a year ago today and uh, we had you in Mm. studio and I remember it because you know you you guys and, and the coaches and players wanted to play last fall but I remember your comments that day you said at this point we just want a decision you were tired of being left on the high wire without a net You were tired of of the kids practicing, not knowing if they were going to play in the fall. And then a day or two later, after you said that, uh, they came out and said there would be no fall season. You guys would play in the spring. I I bring that up, not to bring up bad memories, but Coach, uh, you got to be feeling a lot better today than you did a year ago today, I would imagine.
10: Yeah, I I feel a lot better now. Um, Breaking news here, our game with uh, our first week game has been canceled due to uh, our opponent being quarantined. Oh, dear. Man. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're scrimmaging tonight at Princeton, and one of the teams, uh, they're being quarantined. So uh, the original team, so we got another team coming in. And um, so, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be with us. <laughs>
3: yeah, man. I-, I hate to hear that. And, uh, and, how about as far as the, the regulations go, uh, Coach? What, is there anything different from the spring uh, than there is now as far as testing and everything you had to go through, or is that the same as well?
10: Uh, it's a lot more lenient right now, but we're still waiting for the board to come back. I think either this week, uh, I believe they're supposed to meet. Right now, it's, um, you know, if you go to school right now, it's, um, it's up to you if you wear a mask or not uh we don't have to wear masks uh at this moment but we'll see what they ultimately say right um uh, but hopefully we won't have to do anything like that it, and if let's say uh if we can't make up that game with James Keenan then it'll be a no contest so
3: yeah i saw in the uh yeah. the, the college ranks in the nfl there could be uh, the forfeit word but uh, they're not going that route uh, in high school football i guess no. Yeah.
10: Not not from the guidance that we got
3: uh, yesterday. Todd Leib joining us uh, and Coach. I've talked to uh, to different coaches in the area about this short off season. If you you had a younger team in uh, in the spring, then you might be looking good for the fall. If you had an older veteran team, you you got not a lot of time to get your guys prepared. So where do you fall in line there, Coach, uh, as far as returners in the fall that you had on the team in the spring?
10: Well, last year we had uh, twelve seniors, which is a They've kind of a large senior class for us, not for other people. Um, I think Kinston had like 23 seniors last year. We had 12. This year we have seven. So um, we're we're young this year. And uh, also our our junior class is only seven right now. Um, We were trending down a little bit in numbers anyway overall. Uh, We've tried our best to try to get kids out uh it's kind of difficult right now we are hope to get some kids uh when school starts and kind of get them into the uh jv program but right now we're 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 kind of shelving the jv program until school gets started right now
3: and, and, and i don't know if you can put your finger on why but is the numbers down is that a case of just simply covid is that a case of kids playing other sports doing other things a uh, little bit of both how do you uh calculate that
10: I think overall in the state, and I don't know about other states, but I think overall that uh, the number had trended down slightly in certain areas, especially, uh, and then COVID yeah. happened, and then and then, uh, but you know some some teams are doing better. I thought to the we had our coaches meeting for the uh, Eastern Plains Conference yesterday, and uh, Coach Twitchell at uh, West Craven says that they got the largest freshman class that they've ever had. So, um, different places, or you know, deals with the population. I guess how how they're dealing with it.
3: Talking to Todd Light, the head football coach of the Aiden Grifton Chargers, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And you know, we, we've uh, we had media day for the Big Carolina Conference earlier this week, and we talk about how tough that conference is. And then I look up and down your schedule, Coach, with. West Craven, what Washington was able to do last year, Uh, we know how good uh, these other schools have been in the past. You you got a a battle each and every night in conference play, Kinston at at non-conference, but uh, you got a a tough schedule. It looks like coming up this year.
10: Yeah, I think our conference overall got a little bit stronger with uh, uh, Southwest Edgecomb coming in. Um, You know, we were picked fourth in the conference. Uh, right behind Southwest Edgecomb, West Craven and Washington. So well I mean that the preseason poll really don't mean a whole lot. Um, uh any team can really uh come up. I, I you know last year we we played well against Green Central and then the next week they almost beat Washington. So you never know how things are gonna gonna roll. Um we did keep Kinston. Uh we were gonna play James Keenan we also have Beddingfield and um, and East Carteret uh, added to our non-conference, so it, it's it's a pretty stout uh, uh, schedule right now. Uh, but I tell you what, you know, because week one is canceled, we're looking for week one. Uh, hmm. Anybody out there? We're not looking to play Havelock or Rose or or Newbern necessarily, but um, we're looking <laughs> for week one. Uh, another, you know, we. So anytime we find out a team's quarantine, we go look at their schedule and see who they who they were supposed to play and try to contact them.
3: But, right. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, Hopefully, you get a game in. So throughout
10: the year. So your Let's first kind of going throughout the year right now.
3: Right. Your first scheduled game as of today would be the twenty seventh. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and you're looking for one on the twentieth. If you can get one.
10: Yeah. If we can get one. If not, we we uh, I've talked to. Uh, another school that had a bye week and we may actually scrimmage before the first official playing date. We're checking on the legality of that. Uh, it would be the first game week, but it, it would be b- before the first date. So we have to get a scrimmage in, a second scrimmage in, because if we can't find anybody to play.
3: Well, Coach, uh, I can tell you're the, the kind of person that instead of sits around and complains, you you look for a, a fix, right? You, you try to uh, address the problem, and... And uh, fix that problem. I think that's a good lesson for your uh, your football players as well,
5: right?
10: Yeah, I mean we're we're trying. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, we got we got a stout scrimmage tonight. We'll be scrimmaging uh, Southwest Onslow twice and uh, Wallace Rose once, and that'll be a good test for us. Uh, they didn't want to scrimmage each other because they're in the same conference, right. so uh, we're having to double dip on one. Uh, and we're not so we're going to Princeton and not being able to scrimmage princeton uh who's who's a smaller school than we are so uh but we'll find out tonight um we've got i feel like we've got good skill kids um we we just lacking a little bit on the line right now and uh some of our freshmen may have to play
3: and for years uh paul cornwell that, that rushing offense they had over at aiden grifton uh you know just the the, the run offense and and Paul Cornwell, Aiden Grifton synonymous together and coach I, I think when we talked with you last year you you were uh you were going to open it up uh, a little bit right and and try to and you talked about your skill guys there just a moment ago are you guys uh going to going to throw it around try to try to mix the run and the pass
10: Yeah almost well almost uh most of the runs most of the schemes we have uh are RPO related so um based on what we get we we can throw it on every play if, uh, if they're really shutting down the run and giving us what we're looking for. Um, so we, we've we instituted RPOs a lot, and uh, we we look pretty good. Now, we, we haven't seen a lot of live bullets. Yeah. We'll figure that out tonight. Uh, but I like our skill uh, a little bit better than, than in the spring. Uh, they're a little bit older and, um, and got a little bit better hands. So I feel like, uh, you know, the RPO slants and the, uh, the bubbles off of an uh, of inside zone and things like that. I think that uh, we'll, we'll spread some people out with that and hopefully give us a little bit better chance of running football.
3: Well, you got to have a uh, talented quarterback, but also a uh, smart quarterback if you're going to run that kind of offense. How do you feel about your QB position?
10: Um, you know, most teams only have one quarterback and, and, and working on a, uh, a guy with backup right now. Uh, Quentin Mitchell, he'll he'll be a senior. He's a very good athlete. Um, uh, he is doing really well right now, and we got a young guy. He'll he'll be a sophomore this year. Ashton Watkins, baseball player, we got out, and we're we're eager to find out how he likes football. So, uh, <laughs> uh, in the scrimmage, we, we'll find out. But he's smart and and he understands. I question him all the time. What you read on this? What you read on that? Because we got about five different schemes. And then off of each scheme, we have a RPO throw off of it. So the key is, are are you looking at your read and are you making the correct read on
3: that? Todd Leib joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, talking to Aiden Grift in football. Their season uh, hopefully will begin on the 20th. If they can find an opponent. If not, it'll be coming up on August the 27th. Coach, uh, before we let you go, I think we talked a little ECU football with you last year, so let's get your record prediction for the Pirates this year. How do you think the Pirates are going to do?
10: I think they're going to be bowl eligible. Yeah. I'm really excited. I, I've I've told my wife we're going. We haven't figured out what game, but I haven't been in a, in a few years actually. And uh, I used to go a lot, and uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm following them on Twitter. I'm I'm watching uh, their media a lot more. Hey, um, I'm taking the Pirates minus twelve and a half. Whatever they get, I'm taking them versus that. There you go. I love it. I love that matchup right there. Uh, Ab's got a good running. Yeah, they're, they're like top five running back uh, position, I believe. If uh, if you look at your magazine there, uh, but uh, I really like the pirates. The Pirates should be hungry this year, and I'm excited about them. And they got the new defense coordinator. He's got a full year or so to work with those kids. I think they'll they'll play fast this year on
3: defense. Hey, Coach, just, just curious, uh, you've been around a while and, and you've developed relationships with college coaches uh, all over the state and, and beyond. Uh, how, how would you say, you know, this staff is at East Carolina? They, they want to get the best player no matter where they're from, but you always hear about taking care of your backyard. How are these guys as far as recruiting uh, the East, in your opinion?
10: Well, I, I, you know, they got to do – you know th- their job's on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they got to recruit the best kids. I don't take it personal uh that you know they hadn't picked up a kid from Aiden Grifton or wherever I mean they uh if we don't have a kid, I'm gonna tell them we don't really have a kid for you you know I right. understand what they're looking for uh i I've been on both sides of that i I've actually stood on the table and say, you got to take this kid, he's the best kid <laughs> I've ever coached, and nobody took him. Not just East Carolina, mm-hmm. and I, I've I've told kid uh, coaches that this guy's not the guy. You know, he, uh, you're picking him because of he's been offered by somebody else, or he's. You know, I'm just being honest right. about it, and 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 a lot of kids don't make it, no matter what. It's unbelievable how many kids come home. Uh, you know, big school, small school. Uh, you know, you don't really see uh, Cornell piles a lot. In yeah. business that that stick it out that long and then it comes to fruition for them um but ultimately you know what i tell my guys is you know you use football if you can for a vehicle to get you education football ends for everybody steve logan said it best it ends badly for every single person ever deals with it mm. in play because it never lasts as long as you want it to and uh i just want them to get an education and, and better their lives somehow
3: yeah well said yeah uh,
10: if it works out for you Great. And a lot of kids love that recruiting, but they don't love what comes with it. <laughs>
3: that's a good point, yeah.
10: You know, you, you look at their schedule right now at East Carolina, uh, not many of them are tweeting about that. You know? <laughs> they love that offer, uh, but but the work that's involved, um, it's 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 like going into the military, and a lot of people don't understand that.
3: Yeah, that's a, a great perspective. Todd Life joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Coach, best of luck this year. We'll uh, check in with you during the season, talk to you again. But we appreciate a few minutes of your time today. And, uh, and good luck getting a, a game on August uh, 20th. We can help you out. Hey, uh, coaches listening out there. Call us, 317-1250. We'll hook you up with Coach Light. How about that?
10: That's good. I <laughs> appreciate
3: it, Clip. All right, Todd, thank you. And thank you so much. There is Todd Life, the head football coach out in uh, Littlefield correct uh aiden grifton chargers getting ready for their season opener on the 27th although could be a week earlier if they can find an opponent for next friday night let's uh get another break in we will come back and uh tell you what let's wrap up the hour with some more high school football talk earlier this week had an opportunity to talk to andy Two from south central will bland jh rose and nate connor dh conley at the big carolina 3A4A Conference Media Day at Parker's Barbecue. We'll hit some of those interviews when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Don't forget, Hour 3, we got Bryce Williams. We got a giveaway. We got a full Bud Light ECU report for you. We'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick. Big hour three on tap on this Wednesday. A lot more to go. We're back after this.
0: Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust bank local bank select SelectBank.com. now back to the show
9: welcome back did you miss the show on pirate radio well listen to all of pirate radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on apple podcasts soundcloud or spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
3: By the way, I meant to bring this up earlier in the show. Robert uh, checked in on Facebook Live right off the uh, top. So did you guys watch Hard Knocks at all last night? No, I did not. No. Ah, man, tough to get through it. I just hate. And I'm glad that my hatred of the Cowboys still remains. As you get older, you, you have more responsibilities in life. Sports is not the only thing you care about but man i still hate the cowboys just like i did 25 years ago and it's nice to have that hate in my heart
5: instead of saying how about them cowboys say i hate them cowboys well that's supposed to be funny
8: was that supposed to be funny
3: i do hate those cowboys chandler i hate them with a passion who's your most hated team
5: Uh, probably the saints
3: falcons close second yes yeah falcons
5: Uh, fan bases uh they're brutal people brutal people all right (laughs) they're just uh what do you
3: think about dolphins fans
5: oh man they're the worst (laughs) they're brutal people and they're disgusting people
3: i guess your most hated team is hated by everybody the patriots right or do you hate somebody more than the patriots
9: i hate tom brady more than i hate the patriots (laughs) Uh, i just hate tom brady
3: okay man tom brady got booze at uh the hall of fame right
5: yeah he turned around and was like what did i do (laughs) Oh, I can't. What a take. great speech by Peyton Manning, by the way.
3: The one where he ran over all those players was cool. Yeah. Especially since he hollered out uh Daryl Green, so I enjoyed it. Uh, but anyway, so if you didn't watch Hard Knocks you won't understand this, but I'll try to fill you in. Robert said, uh three things I learned from Hard Knocks last night. Number one, a multimillionaire guy eats McGriddles.
5: i guess he's talking about jerry jones
3: not only does he eat mcgriddles he had it he had the sandwich he hangs up the phone he he put the sandwich sideways which i thought was weird and put salt on the mcgriddle jerry (laughs) jerry so like he didn't if you're gonna put a condiment on something you like take the top bun off right he puts it on the side where he's gonna take a bite so basically he's he's eating nothing but salt he's mainlining salt (laughs) i want some glory (laughs) he got him some salt uh, yeah i want me some salt (laughs) he said that not chandler not us that was a jerry uh so yeah that was strange but jerry jones likes him a mcgriddle i wonder if uh, mcdonald's paid for that because they had a nice like zoomed in and everything so i don't know uh zeke needs birthday wrapping practice uh zeke got dak prescott a uh birthday gift oh and i gotta tell you i don't travel a lot i will be uh tomorrow actually so i don't i don't like luggage i don't need luggage it's very expensive but man he gave him a pretty sweet like carry bag uh i don't even know what is it one of those
5: that you can like you roll on the side and you can it's it's got wheels you can walk with it yeah
3: Yeah. and it did i gotta say it looked kind of cool i bet it was more than i could ever afford
5: that's a perfect gift for a national football league player is when they travel eight well eight or nine games i don't know how they're going to do that usually it's eight and eight but you know eight or nine games they travel throughout the year they need that
3: yeah and uh it was the color of vomit which is that dark cowboy's blue oh great but it looked it was sharp man i gotta give him credit Uh, it looked like vomit but it was sharp but he can't uh he wasn't good at wrapping presents so that was the uh that was well you know what it's
5: probably hard to wrap something like that
3: it's a rectangle it's a it's in a box it's just it's not hard
5: I'm not good at wrapping presents. Well, I'm not either,
3: but if you I usually...
5: I, I love going places where they can rap for you.
3: Would you like this gift wrapped? Hell yeah. Thank you for asking. In fact, I got some stuff yeah. in the car. Do you mind just taking care of it all at once? Uh, also, Mojo is in the air is another thing that Robert learned from Hard Knocks. Mike McCarthy is a dope. So he's they're in the meeting room and he's showing clips of austin powers the part where he's talking about his uh, where dr evil is talking about stealing austin's mojo you remember that part
5: i was going to bring up i was going to reference austin powers and there i can't believe this is actually being said right his now.
3: mojo his mojo
5: was this supposed to like hype up the team is this supposed to hype up the team <laughs> Is this supposed to be hyping up <laughs> and you're not that guy pal trust me you're not that guy is this supposed to hot me up
3: <laughs> so they uh, there's he's showing them those clips and he's talking about mojo and he's like at practice you need to find your mojo there's mojo in the air and he goes mm, i smell mojo
5: he should have been fired on the spot he's a
3: moron and
5: he did this guy win a super bowl <laughs> with the green bay packers
3: with aaron Rodgers, he sure did what? He also called the dumbest fake punt in football history on Thanksgiving last year when the Washington football team hammered the Dallas Cowboys on a glorious Thursday eve. Um. So yeah, that's what you missed from episode one of Hard Knocks. Does that make you want to watch? No. No. I watch it because it's football.
5: No, I like the behind the scenes stuff though. I really do. And even though it's kind of corny and some of it might be a little staged, they might yeah. not do it if, they, if the cameras weren't there. I, do, I, I always enjoyed growing up and watching Hard Knocks.
3: I'm a little nervous that the Cowboys' first-round draft pick is going to be a stud.
5: Uh, Micah Parsons? Yeah. Uh, I believe three or four plays into the uh, Hall of Fame game last week, he had a fumble recovery and had a few tackles. So he's he one of those guys of the,
3: I'm sorry, Go. Ahead.
5: I was just going to say he's one of those guys that he'll be on almost every tackle. If he's not on the tackle, he's right there near the huddle um he's all over the field
3: they got a good one there he was on the phone during the game hall of fame game saying complaining he was like i'm out to dan quinn who's their coordinator Mm -hmm. uh and they showed dan quinn up in the box talking to him and he's like i'm out he's like yeah yeah you're out he's like that wasn't enough and he's like yeah i got you man but you're out yeah you're you're out of the game well we got we got three more of these peace he, he said peace when he – uh Dan Quinn did to end the conversation. The whole
5: staff is a dope. Peace. Uh,
3: but Michael Parsons obviously wanted to play. And you got to give these coaches credit. All these guys, you find guys like that that want to play every single play. And, and there was some of that with Dak who was hurt. And he was complaining about not getting reps in practice. He's like, I've missed enough time. Why am I not taking every rep? Mm. Um But Michael Parsons wanted to stay in the game. And then he went to the bench with, uh, is it Van Der Esch, the linebacker? Yeah. And he was like. Out
5: of Boise State.
3: So, man, we got to sit for two and a half more hours. That's the rest of this game. Yeah. Then we got to sit while we wait at the airport. And then we got a flight. And then we got to drive back to Oxnard. And then, and he was like, that's like. That's like seven and a half hours of sitting. I'm about to do. Like he he was upset about it. He wanted to go play football. So I, it, I don't I can't like him because he's a Dallas Cowboy, but I think he's going to be good.
6: Yeah,
5: he There's loves my football, take. and it, that you can tell right there. I didn't watch it, but now I know that he really loves football. I
3: think Ceedee Lamb is going to have a big year too.
5: He's a stud.
3: I'm kind of falling uh, out of favor with Amari Cooper from a fantasy standpoint. I still like Gal. I mean, their offense if Dak's healthy and their lines healthy should be really good now do they do alice's
5: line was like one of the best offensive lines in football a from, few years ago from
3: like and I, my years might be off but like 2014 to 2019 or something like that they had they know, had a run Martin, with they all had those draft tackle picks. that
5: was really good collins uh collins yeah um tyrone smith or something like yeah. that on the left tackle i can't remember they had a really Tyron, great, i believe they had a really great offensive line and it's really gone to the poop show we
3: just did a whole damn Cowboys segment
5: <laughs> they tricked me
3: into talking about the cowboys well towards-
5: let's uh well speaking of getting reps in preseason 44 year old seven times super bowl champion Tom Brady will get reps in the preseasons on a Saturday. He will start the game for the Buccaneers.
3: I so saw Aaron Rodgers was not going to play in the preseason. I believe, uh, did I see a stat correctly that he has not played in the preseason game since?
5: Stat correctly.
3: 2017, something like that. Um, let's hear from our favorite Cowboys fan, Brian Bailey, real quick, Shirley. He and I... Threw a question or two out to Nate Connor Monday at Big Carolina 3A 4A Media Day as Nate Connor and the Vikings get ready for a football season. Let's hear a little bit of that.
10: Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the poll that just came out. You agree that uh, Rose Newbern probably the top pick? Yeah.
1: You know, you look at last year. You had some really good football teams uh, in this. I think it could have gone any, either way. Havelock played for a state championship uh, last year, and they always have a great tradition too. So, you know great teams. It's a great league. I think the exciting thing about it to me is, you know, we can make this poll right now, but every week it's going to be wide open. Who can win the game and, you know, who might lose? And it's going to be a battle all the way to the end of the season.
10: Do you feel like you have a team that can compete for the conference championship?
1: Absolutely. Our boys work really hard. We set out goals. We, you know, we're going to challenge ourselves early uh, in non conference to get ourselves ready for conference. And, you know, we got our work cut out for us. I have a great respect for all these teams we're playing and these coaches. They do a wonderful job. But, you know, our boys work hard and I'm very proud of them. So we're, we're definitely excited for the challenge. It's going to be every week.
3: Are you happy with how your team's shown
1: up despite a kind of a weird, short offseason? The boys we, we got out there, they're fantastic. I can't speak enough about their resiliency. Uh, through this whole time. It's been a hard time to be a teenager, not just a football player, and for these young men to to manage their grades, to be eligible still, to be able to commit to us through all these things we've done. It was a long year last year, uh, and to be able to still be out there, go through another hot summer, and to get to this point is now exciting. Exciting to get some scrimmages, see another color jersey again, uh, and then go through a fun fall this time of year special, and I'm really proud of our guys
10: you got Tarborough Wednesday morning, and that's always, a it's almost like a tradition now, because Coach Craddock comes over.
1: And- yeah, we, we have a great relationship with Coach Craddock, and, uh, you know, the big thing about that is we early are going to find out what we're going to have physically. You know, is a team you know that's going to come, bring it, uh, they're going to play hard, but they're such well coached, too, in what they do, and they're disciplined, so we know we're going to get a great practice. Uh, we're going to get great work what we want out of a scrimmage so it is a tradition we call each other every year we we know this is what we want to do and uh we look forward to it
3: there is nate connor head football coach of the dh conley vikings looking forward to another season of vikings football if we have time uh and we'll certainly hit it before the start of the season but got a lot of interviews with uh coaches from uh, rose south central Newbern, jacksonville uh coach wooten at havelock so we'll hit some of those next week for you before we dive into the season all right let's get a break in we'll come back big hour three on tap got our bud light ecu report we'll hear uh, some Donnie k cuts get Donnie kirkpatrick's thoughts on how fall camp's going thus far talk bailey malavik justin chase wide receivers tight ends hold nailers and also the running backs keaton mitchell and rajay harris donnie kirkpatrick with thoughts on all of that bryce Williams will join us as well got pirate radio outdoors and a giveaway we'll open up the booty bag it's all ahead on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live we're back with you after this
9: Welcome back. Thinking of remodeling your home or business, AG Home Solutions has been serving the remodeling needs for Eastern North Carolinians since 2017. The company specializes in additions, kitchen and bath remodels, historic preservation, commercial upfitting and new construction. AG's Home Solutions offers a full-service design center and showroom staff with knowledgeable sales and design consultants uh, ready to help with any remodeling project. Visit aghomesolutions.com to get started today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Romm. Back
3: with you. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a a Wednesday. If you hear grunting and moaning in the background, Bryce Williams (laughs) just had a donut shoot and he is very uh audible about that donut I was
2: hungry too so that hit the spot
3: why is my mic so tall and yours is so short
2: I, don't really I know. think we
3: just got them
5: switched around <laughs> he came in so he comes in and he goes right straight to the back and he comes back and he goes can I have a donut I said sure can buddy dang
3: right dang right that was good here I'll turn you on I'm gonna yeah. uh, I'm gonna lift your mic up here all right real quick save my neck my goodness protect your, your neck right. yeah <laughs> I don't know what's good. You in the Wu Tang clan, uh, Bryce?
2: You're gonna have to fill me in all of the Wu Tang clan, <laughs> okay. <is. laughs> yeah,
3: I um, you know what? I might do this during the break. How about that? Yeah. That sounds good. All right, uh <laughs> it feels pretty it feels good.
2: You sound good. <laughs> is it too <laughs> short?
3: No, I was gonna raise it a little bit. Click a little bit. I'll me. fix it. yeah I'll fix well, it. we'll get it during the break. All right, Bryce, uh man, we got a lot to talk with you about. We will talk pirate football. We'll go Pirate Radio outdoors. Mm-hmm. You have become a uh, a turtle conservationist.
2: Yeah, I mean, two days in a row. I, now, it's
3: starting to almost feel fake, Bryce. How do you... I don't want to get into it yet. Okay. But Back-to-back <laughs> days, Bryce Williams has seen a turtle... On the same road. Yeah, two different types of turtles, right? Mm-hmm and has rescued them from getting ran over yep we have the audio of one of them oh nice unfortunately we didn't get the one on monday but we did get the one from tuesday i think nice. the one on,
5: the one from tuesday is better than the one from monday Oh, cool. It's, there's more commentary on the one from
3: tuesday <laughs> not only does bryce save the turtle he has a full-blown conversation with it. <laughs> yes and uh, <laughs> that's good stuff
5: and so it was on the same road
8: yeah it, it should be the same road. turtle road
3: for real we'll get the details on that uh, later on in the show but uh we gotta talk football, Bryce. We've got uh well let's get your thoughts on this. Yesterday was the first day of
2: full pads
3: i know for um, East Carolina.
2: I was hoping I'd make it, but of course, you know, work and just trying to other things come up. Yeah. And uh Ginny let me know that and I saw um I think I saw some video, obviously on Instagram and everything. So of course full day of first day of full pads, um, you know, and de- during the season training camp is obviously a blast and I'm sure there a lot of there was a lot of popping going around and uh I wish I could have been there the diagomic and it it ate me up. I was supposed to go Saturday, well then it rained, as y'all know, and uh-huh. thunderstorm and delayed, delayed, and I had to go to Raleigh. So unfortunately my chance to see them practice as of right now is looking very slim. But maybe I can maybe if what's tomorrow? Thursday? Yeah. Friday. But uh yeah, full pads is fun. The guys can you know, start to uh, you know get used to the game feel and getting you know, really a- actually being able to utilize their techniques. When you know when you're in, they say shells or no pads. You it's just not the same, and you feel like you can't get as good of work in um, as far as in the technical aspect. For well, at least for the you know the linemen and the tight ends, most definitely.
3: Mm. When you, is that a day you look forward to, or a day you say, "Man, it's going to be tough" um. as, a, as a player? <laughs>
2: i do look forward to it you definitely notice when it's full after the, the day uh the moment after practice so oh, you feel the next day your neck is your neck the front of your forehead you know is sore um you definitely notice it but it's fun um for sure because then you kind of you know you get to try to overpower somebody you know for real so it's always fun i what- Enough- I was just going to say, what's the locker room
5: like between the teammates? Because uh, I remember back in high school, whenever we had the first day of pr- practice, people were going around. You're going to be the first one I knock out. You're going to be uh, so. What's the locker room like? Yeah, on that first that's day?
2: a good good question. There, it actually, I mean, there's a little more energy. I think you know the defense guys, you know, get fired up with heck. We the, I guess, it gives a little more buzz in the locker room. I think. Um, I think it was always uh, Zeke and. No way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Zeke and Be Will and the guys, you know, uh, just talking and it, it's a good time. But, uh, you know, Zeke, I tell you, Zeke's got a hard head. But uh, <laughs> it, it's fun. It, the energy's really good the first day of full pads. And then when you go on to your end of the season and Tuesday's full pads and you're like week eight and you're like, okay. I'm not ready for this, you know. you're Just kind of yeah. like that gum, but um, it's good. It's good stuff. Bryce
3: Williams joining us. Bryce, uh, you 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 do that to get ready for the regular season to get used to it. You, can you really get used to 93, 95 degree heat? Golly! Uh, because Mike Houston and the team are going through that this week as well. Oh my
2: goodness. Um, no, there's no. It's uh, hot, hot, and you. I don't feel like you ever really get acclimated. The best you can do is, um you know eat a, eat a good you know obviously be fueled up i mean you can't just run on Gatorade and water to be hydrated and, you know and rely on that you got to have fuel in you so hopefully the guys are you know eating good eating good breakfasts and you know refueling after uh practice and everything so it's hot it was a hot one today i think I saw the heat index was 105 of course they weren't out there at that around that time but um i know it was a good one for them today so i I, re- I feel like i remember skip Holtz Really beating it to death,
3: but but all coaches hydrate, hydrate mm. like the week of uh, leading up to these uh, early September games throughout September, oh, yeah. and and you know how many times did you hear that from a coach, from oh, a gosh. trainer, from a teammate?
2: Uh, constantly. We're, there was one. I mean, because there'll be there will little be linemen losing ten pounds, twelve. I think I heard of 15 pounds, you know, Mm. of course, it's mainly, you know, the water, but I mean, still using 10, 15 pounds of uh, weight after a practice is, uh, I mean, that's, you know, it could be detrimental if you don't eat and hydrate well. I mean, one camp, that would have been my junior year, uh, you know, Coach Ruff bought all of us a uh, gallon of water to uh, carry around with us and refill and everything. (laughs) And, uh, which was very nice because uh, I had chug i still drink a gallon of water a day um being hydrating is key you know, you don't want to just do water um you know mix in some you know gatorade here and there obviously for your electrolytes and sodium and things like that so it's uh it can be pretty technical and if you don't do it right you know you can you know hurt yourself
3: all right this is a uh, uh, sorry to break in with okay. this do you remember earlier in the show i said why is J.R. smith at uh the Wyndham?
5: is there like a pro-am
3: well so he was wearing a north carolina a&t hat oh really um he is according to adam schefter becoming the next
5: men's basketball coach
3: no not even close he's he's enrolling at north carolina a&t uh to pursue a degree in uh, liberal studies also waiting on the ncaa to sort out his eligibility so, so he can join the golf team Now, he went from high school to the NBA, played his whole career, so he's never gone to college, so what's stopping him from being on the team? Wow. Like, I I don't think he could do that in basketball. (laughs) Right. Why not? I guess I
5: I don't know. What are the rules on that?
3: Wow. He never
5: played college basketball. (laughs) But the thing is, is that...
3: Wait, wait, wait. Will he become draft eligible? Hold on. Could LeBron James come to East Carolina? He never played college basketball. Oh, Stop. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Stop.
3: <laughs> no, but this is uh, that's interesting. 35-year-old J.R. Smith, wow. yeah, known for his uh, – what was his celebrations, Taylor? He had some good ones.
2: Wait, what's J.R. Smith? I'm, I'm having trouble. I don't know. I just remember that he always had – He was a good
3: dunker. Sh- he was a three-point con- – He, was a he three called him J.R. Swish. Yeah.
5: Um, but I just remember him that he never had his shirt on, especially after they won the NBA championship, yeah. the Cavaliers. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, I, yeah. I think he went a week without a
1: shirt
3: he's got a uh got a michael jordan tat- and a jordan brand tattoo uh but there you go he could be your next golfer what Did if that? you went to your golf event and you're like J- what is jr smith doing here so uh so
2: he's retired i'm assuming yeah
3: he's done with hoops he's I'm 35 here. i guess but you know he got into the league when he's 18 God. so like he's still young and has had a whole career yeah but uh, that's, that would be pretty that's cool. a crazy story. I've she never heard of him, anything like that. I've never no. really thought about that before.
5: And sp- especially, you you immediately you think about him maybe playing basketball, which we still don't know about the rules. On I don't that. think can. But do he's that. playing golf. He's going and going to hit the links. Yeah. That's pretty wow. cool. Wow.
3: Interesting. All right. Anyway, back to football. What about
5: football? <laughs> Why can't he play
3: on there? Look, we don't need him on their team. Their team's good enough already. We saw that a few years ago. Play with Kingsley and Fetty. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, Speaking of uh, your uh, your old teammates there with Zeke, uh, I messaged with Coop because he rejoined Mm. Twitter for the first time in like six years. Really? This week. And uh, I sent him a message and he said he's got a crazy schedule, but he's going to join us sometime soon.
7: Cool.
3: It's still crazy to believe, Bryce, that he is the last 1,000 yard rusher for ECU in a season. It's been 2013. Which is uh, eight, yeah.
2: eight years. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's not... I mean, it's... Breon came close Breon in close.
3: 14. Right. And uh, I don't know if we've really been that close since. Mm, probably not. But we have the backs to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we have the line to do it. I'll tell you why it might not happen. Because of the way they're going to split carries with Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell. It really does sound like a 1A, 1B situation right now. They actually –
5: yesterday, Bryce, I don't know if you saw, but they were at the podium together. uh, Rajay Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell were at the uh, – so it's like a a committee. Yeah.
3: Wow. And uh, and you guys had – let's see, in 13 – breon was there mm-hmm. but i mean Coop was the workhorse mm-hmm. but uh you guys mixed it up i guess
2: uh, yeah we had what Coop, breon um and chris harrison harrison, harrison was, was younger yeah was, i think our main three if i'm thinking right and then we had some other guys um i tell you i mean if raj rajay yeah I always, you know, hey do you he got a charlie
3: like, hold on it'll help you out if you can't see, get it me out. so
2: it's not Raji, rajah or Raja? Roger. Roger. There you go. Okay. Roger. Okay. Uh Roger <laughs> and uh Keaton. Yep. Wait, hold um, on. Do we have
3: no we don't have anything? No.
2: So. Keaton, I mean I guess that would be hard if you have two guys who are head to head in camp. I mean, how do you I don't know, how do you flip that coin?
3: And they trust them both because Harris was dinged up kinda I don't know if it was a freshman wall or just had the normal injuries with football, mm-hmm. but he when he was out of the lineup, Keed Mitchell came in, and ran for a hundred yards. So mm-hmm. you you feel like you you can trust both of those guys. It's also unbelievable. It was asked uh, at the uh, press conference earlier this week. They're both freshmen. They both did what they wow. did last year as freshmen, and they're still freshmen. Technically, still fresh. Dang, yeah.
2: that's crazy. I mean, so they're gonna be six. Can you do? Does that mean six years? No, five years. Because well, if you if they good. redshirt uh, a year that's right. yeah, they got a red shirt that's
3: right yeah. uh technically they could go that long do you red
2: shirt let's uh
3: hey why not red shirt one of them save oh a year gosh. for them. Nah, i'm joking they no. would be done. we gotta play we gotta play yeah. it now uh all right let's uh let's get a break in we'll come back we'll have more ecu football talk for you our bud light ecu report brought to you by bud light proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 the official beer of the ecu pirates More from Bryce Williams, and we'll make you a winner uh, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
0: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Keep your vehicle clean with the Pirates Cove Car
9: Wash Fast Pass. The Fast Pass allows you to have unlimited car washes every month at every location. Pirates Cove Car Wash has locations in Greenville on 10th Street, Fire Tower Road, and Memorial Drive. Pirates Cove Car Wash, the ultimate car wash experience and the official car wash of ECU Athletics. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Bront.
3: All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. Bryce Williams hanging out on a Wednesday. Let's hear from one of Bryce's old coaches, Donnie Kirkpatrick. It's hard to imagine like knowing Donnie off the field as a, I don't know, anybody that would get angry, get in your face, get mad. Mm-hmm. But he even said today he uh, had to yell at, at Holton a little bit. So did he ever get yes, after sir. you,
5: Bryce? Uh, <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah
5: i i feel like you know donnie kirkpatrick is such a funny guy i mean it seems he's he's like unintentionally funny i feel like i wouldn't be able to take him seriously when he yells at me is it that well, way or is it is it different when probably he gets...
2: different for bryce but <laughs> yeah i mean he's i mean definitely you no know, outside of football if you're um you know he's a cool guy and um juggling around even on football even on the practice but he's but i tell you his fuse is uh pretty Pretty but short, at least. There's coaches when like it that. it comes to, yeah, when it comes to, if you're not doing your assignment or something, it he'll let you know. I, we'll I had
5: coaches growing up that were like that, that were funny, you know, when they wanted to be, but they would flip a switch. Oh, and that's oh, what man. it is.
2: Yeah.
3: So did, I'm probably asking <laughs> this, Bryce. Who uh who lit you up the most as far as a coach goes at ECU?
2: Probably Coach K. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, he was not a position coach. Right, and, you were around him more. You know.
3: I bet I mean I would yeah. imagine the O line and D line coaches are pretty ferocious individuals too. So I, I Um
2: yeah, of course we had uh, Brandon Jones. Brandon and, uh, Jones. I, yeah. Who taught him.
3: more country than Bryce did. Yeah,
2: he uh he would get on <laughs> the guys, but he would yeah. It wouldn't be like a coach K blow up.
3: We still got a cut somewhere where I was like, Coach, how's your uh how'd the O line look today? And he said average <laughs> and that's all he said <laughs> all right thanks uh he was a he i guess he had a texas twang right that wasn't like yeah, I guess, Easter, yeah, that wasn't a north carolina yeah. twang uh but anyway mm-hmm. there you go let's hear from Donnie k he talked about the transformation of bailey malavik going from a tackle playing at like 235 <laughs> standing mm. 6'6 to almost
2: 300 getting
3: now. close to 300 pounds Holy cow. yeah steven yeah, i go I i'm
2: gonna this... oh, cut you off no go but... ahead is he the one this spring maybe he was injured or something he didn't practice the the day um i was there during the scrimmage or whoever it is maybe maybe it was
5: him you you might be talking about fernando fry because fernando fry was uh, a uh, coach for one of the teams due to injury this guy
3: looks like morgan ayler said he looks like a wwe wrestler uh because of his frame he is 6'6", six, six, and they got him listed at 286
2: now. Thanks. He's gained... He's like that?
3: a power forward, basically. Yeah, But, uh, yeah, he gained a, a ton of weight. Now, he's one of those guys you probably worry about, Bryce, in this heat that can drop weight just like that. They're probably, probably fighting so. to keep it yeah. on. I would think at this point. Uh, but here's uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick talking about Bailey Malavik. Right,
7: that's a great question, because that, that really makes me smile. It gives me something to smile about today, because I love talking about Bailey because Bailey is so awesome to be around. And, uh, you know, the pandemic hurt him. You're right, it hurt a lot of people. But uh, Bailey just lost too much weight, and it just really made him just too, too vulnerable up front. And the guys just bull rushed him last year. And so, uh, Big John and his staff did a great job, along with the nutritionists and then Bailey having to do it, of eating a lot more, but also eating correctly, getting the weight uplifting. We did some difference in his conditioning. And he looks a lot better, looks a lot more firm. The pass protection, you know, was still a major issue last year. And uh, that has been one of the best things of the camp so far is our pass protection has been very good. And that's one of the hardest things to do in college football is pass protect, like drop back pass. So you'd like not to do it that much, but you're, you know you're going to get in that situation. So you have to work on it a lot because it's one of the harder things. And Bailey's weight being up, and he has not lost any of his quickness or any of the other parts. So, so it's been great.
3: That's uh, an important key, too, Bryce. You um, mm-hmm. you had to fight to get weight on you. Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, while you're trying to bulk up and, and all that, you want to keep that same speed you got, too.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I tell you, it's not what he gained. How much he went from If 23- he was 235, so he, which was around the number, right, 240. 286. Yeah. He was a skinny fellow. So, fella. he gained 50 pounds in a year? If the year?
3: numbers are I correct. guess. Yeah. Those
2: are right. My goodness. Let me ask
3: Igo what he was listening to. is
2: that uh in. I mean, that is, I mean, I dealt with trying to gain weight and everything, and I'm mean, not worked hard at it, but I didn't worry about gaining 50 pounds. But I, I came in at 227, left it so about 25, 30 pounds through my whole career. But the yeah. most I gained was like 15 pounds in about four weeks. Four Do you
3: feel weeks. like a different person when that happens, or were you uh, able to carry it? You know what
8: I'm saying? Yeah,
2: I, mean, I felt pretty good. Um, of course, looking back, I wish you know, getting into. NFL stuff, you know, I was always worried about, I got to be big, you know, be, be, be as heavy as I can. Right. Or, like, not as heavy as I can, but, you know, I would see, like, Gronk and them. Yeah. You know, he's 260. I'm like, shoot. then I'm realizing, you know, I could have been no heavier than 255. You know, my playing weight was right at 250, um, you know, and stuck with that. So there's definitely want to find a balance, you know, for him being a left tackle. I guess he'd like to gain another 14 pounds to be a 300 guy. But um, even if he's a strong 290, which – you know, he's right there at it. You know, if he's a strong guy and can move quick and obviously has good technique, he wouldn't have nothing to worry about.
3: You football guys are and I guess all athletes are very particular about that weight too, to the point where I've heard guys say, Well, my ideal playing weight is two forty seven and right now I'm at two forty nine. Like we're talking about two pounds, but right. guys, you're very particular
2: about where you want to be, yeah. right? Yeah, for me, like I said, it I mean hindsight's twenty twenty and coming out of college I should have never but, like I said, I didn't really know that. Yeah. Um, I should have never worried about trying to be 260 at the combine or anything like that. I should have been, you know, like I said, 255. Um, you know, or like, well, it's, it's funny. Like, you do say 253 like, like, to 255. It, I don't know, uh, being a little nitpicky on the yeah, weight. I right. think would have been, you know, was my most ideal weight was you know, no heavier than 255. Um, Oh, All right. Yeah. I was a little off on Malavik two thirty five, but but not much.
3: So Steven Igo said Malavik was listed at two fifty seven, but Igo was told by someone close mm-hmm. to the team he played at two forty five ish. Sheesh. So we're talking Jeez. uh so he
2: gained 40, forty pounds in a year. That, I mean that's some work.
3: It's funny too, uh hearing him talk about how the pandemic and not being able to be around. the the proper foods you need and the weight training and all that it hurt him because he lost weight there were players on the other side of that that gained weight because they weren't able to be around that equipment so like it's it's
2: different for for every individual how that affects you oh for sure i mean not being able to you know take advantage of the dining hall or nutrition or you know even at the locker room which you know i've seen the inside with their whole nutrition setup, My, I tell you what, I wish I had that. i want
3: to ask you about that too. So, Scotty Montgomery put a pretty big emphasis on that, as far as a uh, what do you call it, a, ta- a training table, yeah, a training uh, table,
2: I guess you could call it. So, what what did you have? <laughs> what did we you want? What do they have now? So, no, what a, we, we we didn't have anything in our locker room. We had lockers and showers, and that was it. And then you know, packing the, abs, not even <laughs> that, not even that. No, what we had in the white. Um, you know, Coach C and stuff. They were trying to get us stuff, and at the time, we just weren't getting. It. We had, of course, our like our milk dispenser, like you see in uh, the dining halls, uh-huh. with chocolate milk and you know whole milk, two percent, whatever. And then we had our protein shakes. You know, our Gatorade little protein shake deals, um, portable things, and we had like a chest that had like trail mix, Cliff bars. Oh man, I mean, and that was. Yeah. I mean, that was it. We we didn't have. I mean, I would take. Handful of the Gatorade protein shakes so I could drink them throughout the evening or morning. And uh, so, have you seen it updated? Like, what do they have now? Oh, they have a daggum, like, (laughs) full like, kitchen without the burners. I mean, I think they got like a thing in there, but like the, you know, the nice refrigerator, like see through refrigerators with yogurts and granolas and bars and fruit. I mean, it, it wouldn't have been a problem for me and zeke to try and gain weight that's for sure <laughs> or zeke to maintain weight
6: yeah
3: and now they have and, and they probably had something similar i would hope like a nutritionist on staff
2: mm-hmm. i think that we didn't have any, any you didn't, any, didn't even have that position we didn't even have a nutritionist no
3: yeah and I, I don't i don't know the uh the full title of that but uh i believe her name is christina Parrish. yeah 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 and um but anyway, like they have a, yeah. a person hired to make sure the athletes are eating what they're supposed yeah, to Yeah,
2: like, I mean, typically with the nutritionists, you know, in the NFL, I mean, they were in charge of what meals were cooked in the kit. you know, in the eating area. I mean, they were in charge of all of that, which is, I mean, it's top notch in pretty much every program um, that I was with. I don't know what really goes on with this lady, um, you know, as far as what she decides to put in the locker room area or anything like that but from what i remember seeing it was enough to make me happy and it looks a lot
3: better when they post uh pictures online of what you were describing yeah oh yeah yeah. all right uh price williams joining us let's see let's hit another cut or two what wide receivers are stepping up outside of your obvious suspects cj johnson tyler sneed audio matosha uh cut three shirley
7: you know i think tyler savage is really uh come back a little bit lighter Uh, He's got really good hands. I think last year, you know, he showed that in camp, but then he just wore out. And then he just maybe didn't have the quickness and the speed at the weight he was trying to play at to to separate and get open enough. He's leaned out. He's done a really good job. In the offseason, he looks quicker he looks faster. He's he's doing a nice job with that. Jari Patterson has shown us that he's got the uh, the explosiveness to be a good player. We're just trying to figure out exactly where we play. You know, nobody wants to play behind Snead because Snead won't let anybody play. He never gets the tired <laughs> signal wants to come out. But we got to force somebody to do that. So we're playing him there. We're playing some other positions as well. But he's really showed up, I think, in the, the first five practices. Uh, there's Taji Hudson, always brings something to the table. Uh, you know, I think he as he learns how to play receiver, you know, that's the thing. He's an athlete. He's a track athlete. You know, he was a – a little bit of a light out, mostly a quarterback. You know, what was he's an outfielder in baseball. So as he learns to run routes, I think we'll see him even get more playing time as well. So those are a couple of the ones I think that have stood out besides the CJ, Oddie, Sneed, they're always there.
3: Coach, how was your uh, tight end room shaking out?
7: Well, I like the tight end room a lot more. You know, when we got here two years ago, we didn't have any tight ends. In fact, Jeremy Lewis, and I probably told this story. I apologize for being redundant. We had to talk to Jerry, Jeremy Lewis, who who had been recruited by the previous staff. We signed him, but we kind of talked him into coming over and playing tight end. He's supposed to be a defensive end, so he had to take a two-year delay to get back over there where he was supposed to be because we didn't have any tight ends. I mean, we did not. Xavier, I think, was the tight end maybe the year before, and he, had already, he went back to linebacker because we needed him there. So uh, now we got some depth there. Shane Calhoun came in, had a great freshman year. Uh, it's getting better and better. Ryan Jones has been a great addition to that. He missed a little bit more than we'd like for him to miss in the spring. He's catching up in the fall. He's definitely has got some playmaking ability to him right there. Zach Bird's back healthy for the first time, you know, really maybe since when he first got here so we keep him out there. He's doing a much better job blocking and some stuff. Aaron Jarman is a great addition. He is really doing good. He's competing right there. So that room's you got some depth. It's got some versatility to it now. We've got different type of tight ends that can do different things. And then you know I think Brian Gag was back today in, in helmet only because he had turned his ankle in a conditioning drill or something. We think Gag's got a place out there to maybe help us too.
3: Donnie, going through all the names there, so it sounds like there's still an open competition, but it's. I'm starting to like the coaches are mentioning Shane Calhoun quite a bit Bryce and Mm -hmm. he he played a lot as a freshman and maybe is is getting it as a complete tight end Uh, coach Houston raved about his blocking recently uh his athleticism yeah so uh, he might be emerging we'll see but just kind of what we try to do is just pick up on what they're saying and 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 try to make a prediction on what that means for the the regular season. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, I would say Shane Calhoun's the number one. But yeah, I mean, he's wearing, he, I mean
2: he's wearing number eighty. So what I mean? I, mean, <laughs>
8: I don't, I don't you know. It doesn't, and by the way, doesn't that, shock me. No, I'm just
2: kidding. Did you did you give him your blessing to wear that number? You know, I'm kind of upset they didn't ask me. <laughs> I figured, that, you know, Coach, goes, said, hey, look, um, I knew this was your number, but. And did you have a?
3: Uh, I felt kind of bad there too. Did you have a bad flashback when he said nobody wants to play behind Snead because he won't come off the field uh, to you As with soon Justin he said Hardy? That, I
2: said, I know that dag I'm feeling. So I picked the wrong damn spot. I know. I was like, Son of a gun, Hardy, let me in.
5: Talking about bulking up, Brian Gag is somebody that really has yeah. put on some weight. Yeah, he
10: bulked the, up good. The, the
5: only reason I knew who he was during the spring game when I was out there was because he kept his number, number four. And I was like, man, this kid, if he had a different number on, like a, a, uh, mm-hmm. a tight end number, I probably wouldn't have recognized
2: him. Yeah, yeah, he bulked up good when I noticed him in the spring. Um, kind of curious how his uh, summer turned out, how you know, how some of the guys changed um, physically. Interesting, too. He
3: brings up the, um, the tight ends that are now no longer in that room. Jeremy Xavier Lewis. Smith who went on to be your leading tackler for the Pirates, who they're counting on to be maybe their leader on the defensive side, and Jeremy Lewis, who they're excited about to potentially be the starting rush-in for ECU this season. So they finally got those uh, guys, Bryce, in the spot where they're supposed to be. Kudos Hmm. to them for helping out the team, no matter where they – but it stunts your growth as an individual player.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I didn't really realize Jeremy Lewis was – a defensive guy I think maybe y'all told me like after a season because he did um, both at
3: South Central and he was a great athlete so mm-hmm. he could do both so he looked right. good at receiver but okay. they but they brought him in to play yeah. defense so I mean, I'm
2: sure that was hard yeah um, you know to be thinking you're going to play defense and then you play offense and then you're like, well now we're moving you back to defense I'm sure you know it's really complicated I'm sure you know fortunately for me it was tight end all the way out. I'm
5: not sure that I knew that he came in as a defensive guy, but that tells you about how desperate they were at tight end when they got here and and got the job, talking about no tight ends. So they had to bring in, they were scrapping, they went from scrapping for tight ends to now they have a full room. Oh, for sure. And I'm definitely
2: curious to see, uh, you know, hopefully get out to practice, one of the practice sometime, um, you know, to see the tight ends and just kind of enjoy it. Alright, we gotta go uh Pirate Radio Outdoors. So
3: we need to take a break as we wrap up the Bud Light EC report brought to you by Bud Light. Uh pick up some Bud Light today, your favorite retailer, Bud Light, distributed by Caroline Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Right now, Shirley Rhodes, we need to make somebody a winner. Booty
0: booty
9: booty 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 everywhere. Booty 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 booty, booty
3: everywhere. <laughs> Shirley, what are we giving away today?
9: A large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Get the
3: door. It's Domino's. Three locations of Greenville to serve you. What caller are we looking for? Caller number 12. 12, 317-1250. You can be a winner if you are caller 12. Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce. Turtle saver Bryce Williams will have the audio from him rescuing a turtle yesterday. That and more. Also, I showed Bryce this. Uh, I got a new show idea where I'm just going to show you a species of fish and you tell me what it is. That works. Because my buddy called some cool looking stuff. Uh-huh. And you were like, oh, that's a, uh, you called what it was. triggerfish."
2: fish. And yeah, uh, it should have been a, a red snapper. So yeah, you know uh, you're, uh,
3: that's a new game we're going to play in the future. Anyway, 317-1250 will make you a winner and have more after this.
10: I mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com. And congratulations to Josh Kroom of Greenville. Picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three-topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at Domino's.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Ross.
3: All right, it's awesome to have Bryce here each and every week. And Bryce, we we about made it at this point. we made it to football. We have. Washington uh, plays the Patriots in, in preseason. we got preseason tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Beginning, uh, regular season right around the corner. The first college football Saturday is called Week Zero. It uh, will be August the 28th. Mm. So you got two more Saturdays with no football, and then football until wow. the uh, end of the year so that's, uh, that's that exciting is, that is uh now what is on the horizon as far as pirate radio outdoors goes uh with bryce williams on the water by the way we had a uh, an update josh thomas on facebook live his pirate radio outdoors story for today put out his trail cam and about
2: got carried off by the skeeters yeah i don't i don't, I don't doubt that and things look like hummingbirds.
3: <laughs> They're getting bigger.
2: Yeah. They are. What are they
3: eating? What's going on? Radioactive skeeters. All right. So, um, before we get to the fishing, the the future hunting, all that, we got to talk about uh, what Bryce has been doing this week <laughs> on the road. So, tell us the, the story, Bryce. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> you saw... Two different creatures, two different species of the
2: same animal, yeah. Uh, on the road, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm always keeping my eye out, you know I'm a visual driver, and <laughs> a visual driver, yeah. And it thinks I spend too much time looking around rather than at the road. Hey, look, you like to see what's exactly horrendous. that way. I mean, if I got something coming out of my right, I can make a judgment call or my left, or you know, who knows. <laughs> so, I like to look, and I'm always like past my past fields. I look back and see if there's any deer but oh yeah um, yeah i do that yeah you know, i'm always conscious of you know the the you know what's in front of me right and yeah um especially turtles you know they're like you know they get on the middle of the road they ain't got a chance um you know as far as making it across i, I would love to know that percentage um of how many turtles actually make it across the road but you know they get out there it's and like, it like an all-day forest. process too it is i mean yeah. can you imagine Um, uh, how how hungry they must be mm. but uh yeah i was driving and i mean this booger you know was probably the smaller than the size of my hand and uh i was like well dang that's a turtle and uh i mean i had to swerve actually like go over them and uh i was like well thankfully, i wasn't going too fast but i was able to slow down and the butt road wasn't too busy and sure enough it was a little baby snapping turtle i mean just Mm. actually i saved the video of it actually but uh, yes, yeah, said the snap because I'm always conscious if I see a turtle and I can actually stop, help them across the road. And I've heard, you know, you just you take them to where they were facing. Pretty sure, you know, I don't want to. He's wanting to go that way, and I bring him back and put him on. the Oh right, the camera, oh yeah, right?
3: I got you. Good point.
2: Um, so I crossed them, <laughs> not crossed them. I got, you know, I was able to back up, park, and uh, carry him across the road. Told him not to go back across the road. You know, he said, so, thank
5: you, Mr. Williams. Yeah,
2: so hopefully he, he got that and he made it um, across, well, he made it across from him, but hopefully he made it to where he was going. And sure enough, so, you know, I put it on Instagram. That was Monday. That was Monday. You know, I was like, well, this is good content. You know, yeah. you know throw it up there. Well, sure enough, yes, yesterday, yeah. Um, driving and, bam, well, it was this little guy. He was sitting on, like, the white line. You know he was ready to go he was about to say all right i'm going for it i'm gonna make the move (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) yeah real slow so here we go yeah and uh so i was like well heck let me uh so i mean of course you know back roads it's like 60 mile an hour 55 go 60 whatever so i mean braked and i backed it up was known behind me and sure enough it was eastern box turtle and uh i always think they're pretty cool wasn't he wasn't as uh i wish he would have stayed out for the camera so everybody could have seen his face and mm. you know, that probably would hit people a little oh, right. all right all you had
3: was kind of a shell, guess, shell pretty much point. a
2: shell with something in it yeah um i think you know if people would see his face they would have really got hit home um you know with it <laughs> yeah but yeah you know, i took him home and uh across the road and once again told him like look you gotta stay here You go across that way. You probably won't see uh, the kids. Light of day tomorrow. Light
3: of day. Surely, do we have the audio of the Tuesday encounter? This is Bryce. You put it up on your Instagram, is that right?
2: Uh, Yep, I put it up on the Instagram.
3: We got the audio of it. Here's Bryce saving a turtle on Tuesday.
2: Tell you what, (laughs) I'm a turtle saver. Days in a row. This little Eastern box turtle. He uh, got back in his shell, but. I tell you what, they must like this sunbathing. You ain't getting crushed on my dime. I'm gonna set you back maybe a little farther right there. I know you're trying to warm up, but we don't want you to get runt
8: over.
3: Runt over, <laughs> Turtle <laughs> Man, Turtle Saver, Bryce Williams. Yep. I love that you not only save the turtle, you help it get to where it wants to go, but you have a little chat with them too. Yeah,
2: you got. You, know, you got to talk to them. You know, they're uh, they don't mean nobody harm. Yeah. Now the snapping turtles that
3: yeah worry me a little a, bit
2: but I, this was a little fella like this you said was, yeah he was like a squirt on nemo he was like the size of a squirt on nemo um and you know if it would have been like a big old snapping turtle yeah what do you do in that case kick it along <laughs> you know because i've never well a few times i've caught them but like on a, like they'll eat a hook or
3: something i was gonna ask do you see them on the water
2: um, I'll see them Like in the ponds Where I am Fishing most Spend most of my time Fishing now I don't really see mm. them um, Cause you know I never know how far That head's gonna wrap around Even if mm. I grab the sides of it yeah. um, You know I don't know If it's gonna be able to bite me So a big one I'd probably still like Maybe with my foot Push them across Yeah yeah Get them over um, there And they get nasty When they get that big You know and do they is there
3: something to do when you get bit by one don't they hang on and you got to do something or
2: uh, you don't know
8: never uh, heard stories? i hope i
2: don't get because i mean them big ones they'll there ain't no way that feels good so i'm not i might just use my foot or a shovel to scoot them across the road there
3: you right go now. well be on the lookout folks for turtles and yeah Eastern, be North Carolina. careful you know i was pulling on uh, my road the other day which is surrounded by fields and saw something in the road and it scurried off as I got closer and it was some kind of rodent mm. uh, and I see them a lot like when you're bush hogging a field oh, and yeah. when you, you they try to stay where the grass is tall mm-hmm. and then you get down to those final few rows and you and then they'll all kind of scurry yeah. out uh <laughs> so it was I don't know if it was a vole which uh yeah
2: well I always thought it was called you know I always thought it was moles but it's vole well there
3: is that too, but there's a rodent called a vole as well.
2: Oh, that there are moles and so yeah, that, moles that, and voles. I believe so. No, yeah, all i got to play with? let make them both vole. Vole versus
3: mole. Sounds like a. What is the difference between voles and moles?
2: Huh. <laughs> so,
3: they're probably similar. Uh, but I want to see What's some the, pictures. Pictures, yeah. See if I. Pictures uh, worth
2: a thousand words, <laughs> you know.
3: Gopher, mole, and vole.
2: Uh huh.
3: So, I th- that's more like what I saw. A vole kind of looks like just a fat field mouse, field rat. So,
2: okay, so a mole is the blind ones.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 look yeah. At that. that is an ugly thing. God, that's terrible. But it's one of God's the beautiful creations.
2: creations. But, <laughs> have you seen the traps they set for them things in the yards? Mm. Oh, God, type in a mole trap. All right. Cra-
3: <laughs> I'll see what this is, folks. Hopefully, as you're uh, listening...
2: It's like a guillotine. Good God. <laughs> <A> spike guillotine. <laughs> that is morbid. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I mean, dear. messed your yard up.
3: I have actually seen that now that you mention it. I don't know if you can really relocate a mole, but <laughs> Yeah. You gotta just go with it. I <laughs> <You> guess <gotta laughs> go all in. Yeah. All right, so uh Bryce, you uh do any fishing this past week?
2: I did. I went Sunday and um, with a buddy of mine and it's always nice. Now first I thought I was gonna be fishing by myself, but um, I had a buddy of mine. I was going through uh, about to be coming through Bath and I called him up. Sure enough, and he was up and you know we ended up fishing um, around that area and caught. He caught a bunch of uh, trout. I caught a handful of trout on top water and I was able to catch a, a slot redfish on top water. And I tell you that was I casted that that redfish. Probably three different times. I hooked up on with the first time, and he's, you know, peel and drag, comes unhooked. You know, somehow with six hooks, you, you I don't know. You don't know how you come unhooked when you have six hooks in your mouth, technically. But the topwater bite, like I've said previously, is, oh, yeah. has a low percentage hookup. But, man, if y'all could—I won't do too many sound effects, but those red drum on topwater are vicious. I mean, it's blow—I mean, just boom, 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 and trying to get them hooked up. But fortunately, I finally hooked him up, and— um, i gotta pick I, you know, I don't really post much anymore on instagram um but there he was chandler how close can you like zoom in the camera i ah, don't worry about it that's a good sized fish there though that's a, what'd you call uh, that I can't zoom in
5: that, that
2: far. yeah uh that's a redfish that i caught on top water and okay. uh i mean it's a blast i pretty much caught um my all my fish on top water um for the majority of the day speckled trout redfish and then I caught a flounder um, on a little swimming jig. So um, it was a good day out there. And then, of course, I went, I was planning to go last night with um, Jay to uh, on my boat to catch the big bull reds um, that, are, that are spawning, I guess, now or moving into spawn, whatever. And uh, sure enough, which knock on wood, I mean, it could have been worse. And it's my, out of the two years I've been having a boat, I haven't had any issues, but my dang Baron blew out on my front left um tire well or axle spin or whatever you're gonna call it so needless to say i was uh not able to fish yesterday evening so i was kind of bummed about that that stinks that the boat's ready to go you just can't transport yeah the boat's ready and it's like i had so i was going on three tires and i was like well but i was like "Mm, i still had like an hour 10 minutes to go and i said "Mm, i'll just take my losses and go back home so now i'm in the midst of uh trying to get my trailer all ready to go because I'm, I'm obviously love to go this weekend so we'll we'll see what happens surely do we need to get in one more break
3: let's do it right now we've never got this far into uh <laughs>
5: it's uh, <laughs> it kind of wanting to put me to sleep
3: and radio outdoors music the music we went really far oh, in, in that, that time
5: way. yeah <laughs> i was uh, wondering what that is Troy D texted me and said, tell Bryce we need to meet up in AB this weekend. We are running out of summer weekends for more
2: Pirate Radio indoors and or outdoors Mm.
5: opportunities together.
2: Uh, Troy, I don't know if I'll be there this weekend, but I think next weekend I'll be there. If you're listening.
3: Pirate Radio indoors, also a segment we do here. All right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back and wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
9: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was up 220 points at 35,484. NASDAQ was down 25. At 15027 the S&P was up 10 at 4447 And that is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip.
3: All right, Bryce. Hope you had fun today. I certainly I did. did. I definitely did. And hope uh, you folks tuned in did as well. Shirley? Chandler, I will see y'all Tuesday, 3 o'clock. I will see you tonight at AJ's. I will see you at 8 o'clock tonight at AJ's for Sports Trivia.
9: I'm going to go watch some softball.
3: Shirley Rhodes uh, will be doing PA at the Softball World Series. That is correct. So, Shirley, good luck. Have fun out there.
9: I plan on it.
3: And uh, coming up Thursday at 3, Troy D will be in along with Shirley, Chan Man with another great show, uh, Pirate Radio Live. We will uh, see you then for Bryce Williams.
0: Jenna Honeycutt, Charlie Rose, and Cliff Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.